Hello and welcome to the AIS Arena as we get set for the final game of the regular season for 2007-2008. Craig Ravel and Michelle Hocking with you to bring you all the Capitals basketball action as we look forward to what will be uh, what will be Tully Bevelacqua's final game in the WNBL regular season. They're up against the Dandenong Rangers and as results panned out on Saturday night, it does mean that this is a preview to the Minus Anime final next Saturday. Michelle ahead of the National Anthems and the introductions of the Canberra Transact Capitals in uh, Tully Bevelacqua's final game in regular season for the Caps. It is, uh, well, an important one because... Uh, both teams have got a chance to try things out to make sure they make it further than week one of the finals. Well, that's right. I mean, the, you know, it's always a case of not wanting to um, give too much up as well. So it's that real balance between experimenting, trying a few different things, but at the same time, you don't want to show all your cards tonight because really, when it comes down to it, next week's game is the game that real, the result will matter. So I think we'll see uh, a few little interesting things thrown in there at different times, but fundamentally, I think tonight just about a case of getting through the game and then, you know, next week when what really matters. It is indeed. And as we uh, hear the introductions being done, Tully Bevelac are getting a huge crowd. The rest of the team, in fact, wearing uh, Thanks Tully 44 uh, T-shirts out on the court. And the crowd, which is still rolling in here, playing, making plenty of noise. Sunday afternoon basketball on sportradio.com.au. And the crowd also having a lot of photos that they're uh, handing up and around ahead of today's game. And she's shedding a tear out there right now. I mean, 17 years in this league. And I remember her coming in as a 17-year-old. And, and uh, she just came in and she just grew and grew as a player. And in the years when I was coaching sort of the mid-90s, 94 through to 96. I mean, she was just, you know, every scouting report, it talked about Tully Crook as she was in those mm -hmm. days and um, about the importance of, you know, not letting her control the game and what a career, you know, in this National League, in the WNBA, overseas, internationally. Uh, she is just a great ambassador for the game. She is indeed. You had a chance to speak to another well-credentialed player before the game in Michelle Brogan, ahead of Dale Walters and Kerry Graff. As the National Anthem plays, we'll hear from those, players, or those coaches and players. Michelle Brogan with me. Michelle, you've been out of the league for a few years, about three years I think it is. What's it like to be back in the league and what are the differences that you've noticed in your time out? It's um, enjoyable for me to be back in the league. I am enjoying this season. It's different in the fact that I'm coming in from an older position and trying to just put my hand up and see whether I can give the Olympic team maybe a bit of a, another run. Um, long shot, but we'll see. And um, differences in the league, I think there's a lot of young talent. They're a lot taller these days, very very um, athletic and a lot fitter than they ever used to be. But I still believe the smarts of the older era is not there yet. 
And that was noticeable last night. You, um, yourself and Shelley Hammonds really were just showed some experience and smarts against the AIS and, you know, made some good position and seals and stuff and, and it caused some problems for AIS early on. Look, that was always going to be a, a tough game for the AIS because obviously a lot of them have been together for two and three years. That was their breakup game. They're a lot of emotion. They're all packing up their rooms. They're going under 20s or they're going home. They're focusing on other things. So it was always a game that was going to be tough for them. For us, it was a matter of just getting on top of them early and then making sure they didn't make a run, which they made a mini run. Um, but yes, experience inside, and that's only with youth. They They've got some wonderful, wonderful talent. I think they've got three Dandenong girls there for next season. So from Dandenong's point of view, it's great to see. And I think some of them will go on and really, really end up. I think Australia, as in the Opals, have got next 15 years pretty much sealed up with the talent that's coming through. It is looking good. Now, last night for you guys was pretty important. You sealed fourth spot. That must be great for you to come back into the into the league and think, hey, finals coming round. It is. Um, just due to an injury with me, it's always a, a time bomb waiting to go off. I think my my ankle at the moment, so I'm not playing today. But um, for us to get that win was extremely good. Today is really a no game for either team. So I think we'll just probably both teams will be testing things, testing the waters and not showing too much for the weekend after in next weekend. And going into the finals, Adelaide are obviously the team in form. Uh, How do you think it's going to pan out? Look, I think once you get to finals, it is a different ball game. I think everyone says that. Anyone with experience absolutely believes that and says that. I do believe uh, we have beaten Adelaide. We've only had three losses and two of them were to Danny Nong. Um, one was before their new coach and one was after a, a road trip to Sydney first and then they got us so they were a bit tired. I do believe we match up very well against Canberra and Adelaide. I think Sydney is a different match up for us personally um, but that's not to say that I don't think we can actually win or I think any of the four teams can take it out. Canberra have the experience, they've been in finals, they're, they're going for their no, another championship. Sydney have always tended to choke a little in finals so that will be something they'll try to rectify in Adelaide with obviously their wonderful wonderful team at the moment Vicky taking them on um, and also they're coming into finals with a lot of steam they've got the steam rolling for them and you've got an injury ankle injury and you're resting it today but you think you'll be right for next week there's it's just a case of managing at the moment absolutely it's just managing it we've been managing it all season and it, it was just no point for me to play today and possibly do an injury not only possibly to my ankle but because I'm putting pressure on all my other parts of my body due to the ankle I don't want to have an injury somewhere else like during the season I put a lot of pressure on my left leg and got um, a calf strain so there's just no point for me to play today other than getting points on the board or getting some rebounds and really we're in the finals both teams are going to play each other next week there's really no point. Thanks for your time and good luck going in the finals. Thank you. Things or is it about winning the game? What's the philosophy here? Spot on. You should, you should coach, maybe. So, <laughs> oh no, look, you're right. Look, you know, for, for us, it's really a dead rubber for both teams and that, and uh, yeah, probably a chance for both teams to experiment with uh, certain things. Interesting to see the, the mindset for the cast. I mean, they're obviously keen to get a win, being uh, the farewell game for Tully, and you know, she's been a tremendous athlete for the game here within Australia and stuff. So. You know, be, uh, for, for the Caps, they're obviously going to come out be playing hard. And for us, we're always playing, playing to win. But I guess, you know, the result really doesn't matter too much because next, next week's the big focus for us. Right, and it's a bit of a luxury to be able to rest Brogues today, isn't it? And just give her a little yeah. bit more time going into finals. Yeah, look, it is. And we've got to be smart about that stuff as well. Good chance for perhaps some of our younger players to step up. And they could be important in next week's game. So, you know, if people get injured or people get into foul trouble and they haven't been exposed to that sort of high-tempo game, then, you know, we're probably doing ourselves and them and in just justice as well. So, you know, good chance for other people to step up and contribute today.
Absolutely. Now, I don't want to talk too much about going forward into yep. the finals, but you're probably in some ways pleased that you've drawn Canberra rather than Sydney in the crossover because I think your matchups are a bit better with Canberra. Uh, well, <laughs> debatable, but oh, look, you know what, what the caps, you know, with, with the three three guards and Tully and, and Bibby and Natty Hurst, who's just having a great season for us. I mean, they, they cause a lot of teams' problems as well. I mean, I think even though we've lost twice to, to Sydney and uh, twice to the Caps to date, I think, you know, we've gotten better and better as the season's gone on. So it really didn't matter too much for us. I mean, when we've finished, finished fourth. So really for us, you know, we've, we've got to make sure whoever we're playing against, I think the matchups, you know, we're just going to make sure we get our job done upon the day. So. And finals basketball is different, isn't it? It's like... You know, everything before it doesn't matter and it's only what you bring to the floor that night. Yeah, exactly, which is a really good thing for us because, you know, we feel as though we've gotten better as the season's gone on and now we're start, starting to peak come finals time and that. And, you know, if we can consistently play four quarters, then I think we can really take it to them. And bearing in mind, we're still the only day, only team to beat the Lightning twice this, this season as well. So, and we've got lots of girls with finals experience too, which is, you know, a real bonus for us as well. So, you know, we'll see. And you must be pleased, I mean, putting this group together for this season and yourself coming into the program and all the rest of it. Um, have you had a chance to sit back yet and go, wow, what was it all about? Uh, no, I haven't really yet, no. Um, honestly, look, it's been great. Dan Ong's been very, very good, good to me and grateful that I've been appointed again for another two years. And look, I was appointed late on within the piece and, and you know, we really a lot of our recruiting was done like within the last moment because that appointment was late too and uh, Chantella Pereira coming in at uh, Christmas and just sort of playing the 12 games enough to quali- qualify for finals and then we weren't sure how, how Michelle would go coming back and playing and then you know, Shelley's had two and a half years off as well so there were lots and lots of unknowns and for the girls to sort of you know persevere the way they have has been really really pleasing and you know reward for effort for them for getting towards the finals and now anything can happen from there. And you do have that nice mix of youth and experience so I guess you know the leadership that you've got from players like Larissa Ka- uh, Anderson and and Brogues and McInerney has been really helpful. Yeah, they have. Look, you know, very fortunate for me to come in in my first year and have lots of experienced girls, but more so I've been pleased with the way that they've responded to me and my style and the way we try to develop develop our, our culture going forward. And there's a really good feeling within the group at the moment, which holds us in good stead for playoffs. And back to today's game. Yep. <laughs> Sorry to divert you, but um, what do you think the keys for today's game are? Oh, look, I mean, containing the guards is a big one, and also with the active hands up upon the shots. Like, Natty Hurst kind of tore us up last time we played, and we did a really good job on Bibi, and like, Tully hurt us a bit as well, but I think the three guards, we've got to make sure, like, their bigs don't get any second-chance points in that as well. So, you know, particularly locking down on their guards on ball reversal is going to be really key in this, in, within this, this game. So the lights are, you know... Rachel and Caitlin have certainly got a job job to do defensively today. Thanks for your time. No worries. Carrie, I hate saying this, but today's result doesn't really matter. So, you know, is it an opportunity for you to test some different things and experiment a bit today? Oh, look, I mean, it can be if that's the way you go. I mean, we're, you know, it's, in, it's a perfect example of, you know, being process-focused rather than outcome-focused. The result doesn't matter, but for us the process does. So, and I'm sure Dan and Nong have got a similar point of view. So for us it's about focusing on the process and... And, and doing something special for Tully. You know, we want to play the way Tully plays to say thanks. So, you know, it takes on a, it takes on a different focus and it may have if there was other results. But, you know, we know this is the, the preview of the semi-final and, and we, we just want to play Capitals basketball. And, you know, Broads is out, so that takes quite a bit out of their rotation, if you like. So you're not going to get a, a true look at them today, are you? No, but by the same token, they're probably not going to get a true look at us either, you know. that I mean, Abs may or may not be in next week. We don't know. We don't know about that, but... Um, you know, I think that's, that's smart on their behalf. Key player with a key injury, game doesn't matter. It's not smart to run a veteran. So, 
um, you know, like I said, we just got to play our style and, and see how that goes. And has this week's preparation with the emotion of Tully's last game, and well, not last game, but her retirement game, if you like, how has that affected the girls this week? No, look, I think in a positive way, the energy of practice has been really good. You know, this is we made a point of saying this is Tully's last game, so then we can, both she and the team can focus on the playoffs and... You know, she did shed a tear in the pre-game because it was emotional and we talked about wanting to do it for her. So, you know, and it's good practice for how to use big emotion and, and it is big emotion for this team to, to play the way Tully would expect us to play. And today, uh, you know, key matchups for you. What are you sort of focusing on that? Yeah, look, just as always, we've got to follow individual scouting reports and get it done as a team. You know, I mean, obviously their key scorers are, you know, Ryan can, can score big and uh, Anderson and, um, and Hammonds have been their, been their keys. We've got to focus on them, obviously. I mean, that was their big players that, that hurt the Institute early last night. We've got to get that job done. And the Capitals are used to coming into finals basketball, so I assume you're drawing on some of the experience in the group to help some of uh, the others who might be new to it. Not that there's that many of them in the group, but, you know, you can really use that experience, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked about, you know, today's... Uh, it was one year ago today that we won back-to-back championships. There's a certain relevance in that, that we did something special last year and, and this is a special game for Tully. So we want to we wanna bring some of that, you know, getting ready for, for the playoffs, that sort of focus and turn it into, you know, something that we need to get done tonight. Thanks for your time, Grathy, and good luck. Thank you. And uh, with Kerry Graff talking uh, to uh, Michelle Hocking there, we get set for the uh, main event. A crowd still rolling in, but certainly not the, uh, not the heights that you'd expect. The only Sunday game on the calendar for the Capitals too, Michelle, yeah. it is a big change in uh, the, the habits of Canberra basketball fans, isn't it? Well, it is, and, you know, Canberra at the moment, there's a multicultural festival happening and such a beautiful day outside as well. So, uh, you know, and a lot of um, basketball is played in the junior ranks in Canberra on a Sunday afternoon, so there's, you know, that's another factor as well. So, yeah, it is a little bit disappointing in the crowd, but I'm seeing a few people are still rolling in, so it might just be the traditional Canberra will turn up late <laughs> occasion. Of course, we look at a situation like tonight, and, or this afternoon, I should more correctly say, and we have a, a situation a bit like last night's game where there's a lot of emotion. For the AIS, it was nine players leaving the program. For the Capitals, well, it is certainly is a, a big one for Tully, but as we heard from Graffy, it was staged that way so they could get it out of the way before finals and probably a very good idea as well. Oh, absolutely, because emotion's a funny thing and I think we saw it last night with the AIS. I felt that they were just a bit flat um, from the emotion, but um, you know, it's an entirely different scenario when you look at a group like the Capitals that are just that experienced, that that emotion can actually go the other way and be used in a really I guess, positive way and um, really gear, you know, G the team up. So, and I know that all the girls that are out there playing with Tully, they just have the utmost respect for her and they really do want to just send her off in, in a great fashion. So I'm sure that they'll be ready to come out and, and play hard. They are going to be playing hard indeed. It is the uh, Canberra Transact Capitals up against the Dandenong Rangers. Michelle Brogan out of the lineup. That is probably the uh, biggest uh, concern for Dandenong. Although, is it a concern? Michelle, you've coached at this level. You lose someone like that, is that the impetus for one of your bench players to say, hey, I'm starting, I'm going to lift? Or do you just, you know, do you just lose too much 
when someone like that is out of the lineup? Oh, look, I think it's hard to um, to replace what Michelle Brogan brings to the floor, to be quite honest. But at the same time, as Dale touched on, it's a great opportunity for him to use his bench players and give them a little bit of exposure to a bit more exposure to this league and uh, you know you've got to be philosophical about this stuff the reality is at any time your star player can go down and you will be without them so you have to learn to play through that adversity and you have to learn to play without them so you know why not do it in an, on an occasion like this when you've got the luxury of the result not not mattering so um you know i think you know the Brogan, you know, she was she hasn't played in this league for three three years, and uh, she's come back and she's carried injuries throughout the season. But uh, watching her play last night, it was the Michelle Brogan of old. You know, just that experience and and smarts on the floor, and uh, it really really showed. Well, we spoke last night about Larissa Anderson enjoying the role of assistant coach and really relishing not having to start. No Brogan and Anderson is back into the starting lineup. Such is the quality. There's nothing wrong with Larissa Anderson stepping into the lineup. Absolutely. It's McInerney. It'll be interesting to go. Well, Anderson does go to the centre. Hammonds was in the centre yesterday. So I am assuming... Oh, well, no, maybe I'm assuming too much. But, uh, <laughs> Anderson... Anderson... Hammonds, Flanagan, Ryan and McInerney will start for the Dandenong Rangers. Bevelacqua, Bibby, Hurst, Hayes and Bishop. So obviously Coach Graff looking at what was happening last night. Hayes goes to the centre and it will be Beattie who sits out at the moment. So an interesting change. Hammonds and uh, Hayes, I think, is quite a good matchup too, Michelle. What about your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And certainly, the, in terms of a matchup, uh, Hayes has got better quicks than Tracy to be able to contain uh, Shelley. But um, Hayes know, we'll win, oh. wins the tap down, gets it to Bishop. Bishop pass over to Bibby, back to Bevelacqua. Now goes to Hurst. Hurst drives into the good paint, job. bounce pass, finds Hayes. Hayes can't bank in the fadeaway jump shot, and Flanagan comes up with the rebound. So, unlike last night, it's a phonetic pace off the start. <laughs> As we hit Dandenong's first possession and goes through hands, McInerney, Anderson, down to Ryan. Ryan dribbles over to the right-hand elbow, then makes the jump shot, and it's a two-point lead to Dandenong as Hurst is already off to the races down the left wing. Goes to the lane now and gives it to Bishop. Right side to Bevelacqua on the 45. She backs away from the arc, then bounce pass into Bishop, who tries to take the low post, kicks it outside to Hurst. Ten seconds left on the shot clock, and Hurst has been jumped into by Flanagan. That was the experience of Hurst there, just knowing that she dribbled herself into a corner, but she knew to ride the hit. Yeah, that's right. You know, a little shot fake and Flanagan went in the air and uh, fouled. <laughs> Hurst brings it into Bibby, who lines up for three. It looks good out of the hand, and it is good. The crowd tells the story. Watch out. We know that Bibby makes one early in the game. She's usually on fire for the rest. Full court press as Hurst and Flanagan already facing off. Bounce pass then to McInerney, Bevelacqua, the two best defensive players in the WNBL, facing off now as Anderson gets the ball right side. Goes back to Hammond. Hammond shoots for three. It's Bishop and Anderson, the two number tens, wrestling for the ball. Bishop comes up with it, gives it immediately to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua takes on Ryan but pulls up at the top of the key. Then goes right side to Bishop. Then further to the right wing and it'll be Bibby. Bibby on the 45 now, dribbles it round, then goes Hurst over the top to Bevelacqua, finds Bishop. Bishop strides the skyhook. Ryan in there, mismatch on defence there and the Capitals were able to draw from it. Yeah, it, 
Good signs from the Capitals in terms of their defensive intensity. They're certainly getting right up and putting the pressure on Danny Long at the defensive end of the floor. And at the offensive end of the floor, clearly a focus is to be going inside to Bishop and to Hayes early in the game. Bishop makes the first of the free throws. So we're out to a 4-2 lead for the Canberra Transact Capitals here with 8.26 left to go on the quarter. Herb Bishop makes the second. So it's 5-2 now. And the Capitals, right where they want to be here early, Flanagan has Hammonds up the uh, centre, goes to Ryan immediately, then outlet to McInerney. The shot doesn't drop and Bishop picks up the rebound. So Bishop doing some great rebounding work here as Bevilacqua, look away pass into the corner, moves to Bibby, then back to Bevilacqua, inside to Hayes, outside to Bishop, around the arc to Hurst and Hurst fouls a three. Yeah, look, the Capitals are shooting the ball well from the, from the perimeter particularly, so uh, that's ominous signs for Danny Long early on in this game. Ryan now has Hurst right up in her face. She gets away from her, gets it to McInerney on the perimeter. We know that's not going to be a shot. And uh, McInerney dribbles away, goes to Anderson. Anderson bounce pass inside to Ryan. Ryan loses control of it, but it looks like it's been kicked away. Can't have been kicked because then it would have been a reset on the shot clock. But as the ball rolls over the baseline, we've got six seconds left on the shot clock and Danny Long team bound it. McInerney to do that. Bounce pass inside and it's been tapped away by Bevelac where they've run one second off the shot clock now. Five seconds and McInerney comes over to the right-hand offensive side. This time she goes long. Anderson pulls up, gets the ball back, goes to the elbow with one dribble. Oh, Hammonds manages to get the air ball, and in the end, Caitlin Ryan, she'll get her second foul there too, and that will be a ball from the side for the Canberra Transact Capitals. It'll be interesting to see how Danny Nong go today, because last night they had everything to play for, and tonight they really, it doesn't matter, as we've talked about. So, you know, what, how that will play on their mind will be uh, interesting. Bibby's called for a travel as the ball came in from Hurst to Bevelac, where Bibby took off, just got her player in uh, McInerney to the ground there, but uh, didn't put the ball on the floor before she stepped away. And that will result in a turnover. Just a bit of, uh, just a bit of clean-up going on as well. As we restart, it's an eight-point-to-two ball game with seven minutes and 25 seconds left to go in the quarter. Hammonds now has the ball in the front court. Hayes watching her in the armbar, I thought, wasn't intrusive. But referees think different. That's right. <laughs> Set the pace, call it early, call it consistently. As it's underway once again, McInerney quickly on to Anderson. Anderson finds Ryan cutting down in the paint and Ryan puts it in for two. Eight points to four the score now as our oh, Bishop gets mugged as she did well to get that high looping ball from Jess Bibby. And it will go to the line to shoot two. That's right. And the important part here is that that's the fourth team foul for Danny Nong as well. So early on in the game, they'll be sending the Capitals to the line every time they foul from here on in. Canberra and Danny Nong. The uh, final game of the 2006-2007 season. I say that, but of course Perth is playing over at Perry Lake Stadium. Bishop makes two and it's 11 points, it's 10 points to four now. The Capitals leading with seven minutes left to go in the first term. As it's being led quite well by Abby Bishop. 
Oh, Caitlin Ryan stumbles to the ground. Hayes comes up with the ball. That allows Bibby to carry it the rare length of the floor. And Bibby makes it a 12-4 lead here with 6.45. McInerney pull-up jump shot from down towards the baseline. It doesn't make it. Anderson and Bevilacqua just wrestling for the ball. It comes off Bevilacqua before it goes over the baseline. And it will be a Danny on ball. Inbound to Ryan. Hurst not letting her get any room at all to get that three-point shooting out. Flanagan round the arc to Hammonds on the left-hand side. Back to the just the right side of the uh, the key, and Anderson puts up a three-point attempt. Tapped away by McInerney. Hammonds comes up with the ball, gives it off to Flanagan, back to McInerney. Now back to Flanagan again. Bishop just crashed into her. Could have been a foul called there, but they've let it play on. Ryan just dribbles inside the arc and then puts up the shot as the shot clock wound down, and it was not to be. Bevel Aqua quickly goes to Bibby. Bibby looked like she was setting up for a three. Goes inside to Bishop and the ball's tapped away over the baseline and Peter Sinclair will check in for Natalie Hurst. Interesting because that's a forward for a guard really. That's right. So they're just changing up their look on the floor. Got taking the three guard rotation out and going with three digs essentially. Bibby goes backwards to Bevelacqua. Hayes now, oh, pounces the ball with both hands to the ground and then goes off to Bibby with a double-handed pump pass inside to Bishop. Bishop can't get the ball to drop. And it's over the baseline. Danny Nong to get the turnover. 12 points to four here with five minutes and 56 seconds left to go in the first term. Look, Danny Nong haven't been able to get any really good looks at the basket so far. And that's purely because the Capitals' defense has been pretty... Uh uh, the same for a lot of endeavour, shall we say. <laughs> Anderson now has it in the corner, hands back off to McInerney, bounce pass back to Anderson, who gets herself between the uh, defender and the basket, and she finishes it off nicely. 12-6, leading the Capitals' way, 5-30. Sinclair, bounce pass to Bishop, outside to Bevilacqua. Goes to the top of the key. Bishop thought about the three, but went back to Bevilacqua. Bishop now sets the screen. It doesn't help. Bevilacqua goes inside to Hayes, who had collapsing defence on her. So then it goes outside to Bishop. She hits the three, but it's off the side of the iron. She shoots the three, but it's off the iron. And it will be a turnover. Coming down the field, though. Quick transition there, Michelle. Yeah, she did a good job of just keeping her dribble alive and uh, making sure that, you know, she got the defence on the back foot and continued to the basket. We've got some more subs coming in here now. Alison Downey's taking uh, taking the floor for Anderson. The Capitals, Hayes and Bibby are taking a rest. And Hurst and Beattie are back on the floor. Interesting to see how much time Dalgleish gets too. Uh, not Dalgleish, Benny, Benny, Benny. gets... Yeah, the, it's, a, it's an opportunity, isn't it, for Graffy as well to play. I mean, Dale talked about giving his bench some time, and it's an opportunity for the Capitals as well. The two points are the two free throws, I should say, are converted, and we're out to a 12.8 ball game. Bevelacqua goes inside to Beatty, and already Beatty makes the presence felt in the paint. Absolutely, she's a uh, you know, difficult matchup for Dandy Nong with all that size of Tracy Beatty. Flanagan drives down into the key, then just goes backwards with the outlet pass to Ryan. Ryan over the top to McInerney, away from the arc, then goes to Flanagan, right 45. Hammonds, pass inside. Bishop gets her hand up in her face, takes the ball down to half court, gives it on to Natalie Hurst, and Natalie Hurst makes the layup. It's 14 to 8 as we have a timeout, and I was expecting this timeout about two minutes ago, Michelle, but Danny Nong rallied just yes. at the time I was expecting it to be called. 
Yeah, and I think you were, you were spot on. I think Dale, if there had been one more play phase and they hadn't have started to go on a bit of a run, he probably would have blown it. But, uh, you know, 16-8, Capitals are leading at the moment. And, in fact, Sandy Long have looked a little bit better the last couple of minutes. And uh, I think, you know, he'll just be wanting to talk about a few adjustments that they might need to make defensively and, and uh, whether they, you know look at maybe throwing a zone at the Capitals or something a little bit different just to see what what will work and what won't work. It'll be um, interesting to see what happens out of this time out. Now, with a broken out, your 3-2, your three forwards, two guard formation is going to hurt the Dandenong rotations a bit more because they don't have that experience to go to to keep the, uh, the height at That's bay. That's right, you know, it um, creates some difficulties with the matchups for Dandenong if, you know, if Graffy continues to go with three bigs on the floor, which is unusual for the Capitals because they've really gone with the three smalls on the floor all season, then it does create some matchup problems for, um, for Dandenong because looking down the bench, you know, they don't have a lot of sides. They've got Anderson, Hammonds, and then you're looking at, you know, your Downies and your McInerneys, and uh, that's... I'm not going to cut it against the likes of Beatty, Bishop and Hayes. Pereira comes in along with Downey now. So a couple of changes on that Dandenong bench after the timeout. As Pereira brings it over the half, gives it back to Downey. Downey goes now to the right-hand side on the 45. Oh, Downey cuts well to the basket. But the defence of Sinclair and also Beatty was good enough to get back there and stop the layup from being effective. Bevelacqua now with Sinclair working the rebound. Bevelacqua tripping over the ball as she brings it forward. Now, it was uh, Bishop going back. They all wanted on the capital side. Hurst over the top to Beatty. Beatty outside the uh, key. Gives it back to Sinclair who dribbles up to the elbow. And that's a confidence shot. And that'll be good for Peter to get that sort of confidence. Absolutely. And I just noticed there that Standing Long have in fact gone to a zone defence against the Capitals' big lineup. So uh, I think, you know, Graffy will probably think about that and maybe put an extra perimeter player out there to, to open up the inside game for the big girls. 18 to 8 as Pereira has the ball on the 45. Goes around Downey, top of the key. Then it's McInerney. They're away from the three-point arc already. Ryan just jacks one up as the... Uh, as the shot clock runs down, Hurst goes for the air ball, just throws it down the court. Bevelacqua still fleet of foot enough here in a final game in 17 years, some final regular season game in 17 years, to run it down. Going through the hands, the Capitals not afraid to use the numbers there. Eventually it goes to Hurst who drives down the left-hand lane and she makes another shot. Natalie Hurst is really racking up the numbers here as the Caps are out to a 20 point to 8. So Walter's timeout has not worked. No, that's right. And it's good to see Natalie Hurst. She had a poor shooting week last week, but she's confident in still taking them tonight. Oh, McInerney drawing the foul out of Sinclair that time as she worked down the left-hand lane. And that will be Sinclair's first personal foul. As we have two minutes and 56 seconds, Benny comes into the lineup as Bevelacqua sits down. Todd Hunter looks like she's coming in as well. And, oh, McInerney leaves both free throws short. So it's 20 points to eight as Hurst brings the ball down the floor. She cuts across the charity stripe, then goes to Sinclair. Back to Hurst for three. All net. Now, at this stage, you pull her off because you, you don't want her wearing out all the three-point <laughs> shots until next week. Yeah, but you wanted to get into some form as well. So, you know, 
Look, I think Rafi will just let them play. And, uh, you know, while they're relaxed and they're enjoying it and they're doing the job, I think she'll just continue to put her rotations through and, and play the game. Downey makes a layup in heavy traffic. Hurst is out to 10 points for the game now. Double figures in the first turn. That bodes well. Benny. Oh, gets away from Ryan, but pulled up on a dribble, so she had to give it to B Bishop. Outside to Beatty. Around the arc to Hurst. Now it's to Bishop on the left-hand lane. Bishop drives to the elbow. Goes outside for Sinclair, who nails the three. Sinclair is full of confidence. Yeah, and it's good to see because Pete Sinclair can shoot the ball. She just doesn't get, hasn't had many opportunities. So it's good to see her being confident in taking the shots when they come their way. Well... Armful of changes here for the Dandenong lineup as McInerney pull up jumper from the top of the key doesn't fall. It's Bishop, uh, sorry, it was Beatty who got the rebound, gave it off to Hurst who brought it down the right wing. Then goes back to Bishop, pushes it left to Benny. Benny inside to Sinclair, and Sinclair is becoming a bit of a distraction machine here. She's seven points for the game. That's right. She's been a secret weapon that Graffy's been holding on to all season for three years. <laughs> Of course, you can hear more about Peter Sinclair and the 2007 Capitals lineup on Sport Radio in their own words, currently online for download. Hope you uh, take a chance to listen to that. Two hours of the Capitals talking about their season throughout their season. It's uh, some fascinating stuff there. Hayes to check back in for Bishop as Bishop sits down. And Alison Down is going to the line now. I was too busy plugging something on Sport Radio to see what the foul was for. <laughs> I'm not sure who got blown for that one. But the foul count's evened up now, four apiece and minute 13 to go in this quarter. It's probably not going to be a big factor. The Capitals with only four fouls against them. And uh, Dandenong with the four fouls. They've been sitting with their four fouls for a while too, Michelle, so they've played pretty well. As the changes have been rung, Todd Hunter, also Prost and uh, Anderson have come back in. Hurst knocks down another three over Pereira. You know, as a coach, that would be very frustrating. I mean, she's just getting open look after open look. At some point, someone has to step up and at least put a hand on her shot. Prost bounce past Anderson on the left lane. And, oh, can't get the layup over the top of Beatty there. Going to Hurst at half court. The Caps are back into attack. Now, it's 31-12 to 12 here inside the last 30 seconds. A turnover from the Hurst pass has seen Pereira in the paint. Kick outside to Anderson for three. Oh, leaves it short off the iron. Pereira, the ball goes through her arms. And Sinclair, oh, she has it stolen by Anderson. So, a bit of a sloppy work as uh, Todd Hunter tries to throw it to Downey down on the baseline. And Hayes will get a touch on the ball, and as it goes over the baseline, it will be. Dandenong with 20 seconds on the shot clock, inbound to, to Anderson. Anderson's pass, tapped away by Beatty, but Pereira beat the ball down and will set up again. She's on the 45, right on the angle, on the uh, arc. Downey goes to Todd Hunter, then off to Anderson. Anderson pushes in, look away, pass to Downey on the free throw line, but the ball doesn't fall. It's one second left. Hayes is going to hang on to it. And quarter time. It was a devastating quarter by the Capitals. 31 points they've racked up. And from their bench as well, that is the important part, I think, of that quarter, that the Caps were able to get their bench out there and had them scoring points. Absolutely. And it didn't look like that, you know, they were struggling at any point to get the scoring production happening either. So 
That's good signs for the Capitals. I mean, at the other end of the floor, you know, you watch that last two-odd minutes of the quarter and it was basically the whole of the um, standing on grand bench that was on the court. There was not a starter on the floor at that point in time. So Dale certainly talked about the fact that, it, you know, Rogan being out gives him a little bit of an opportunity to play some of his bench. But, uh, you know, Rogan out and five of them on the floor at one time, probably not quite <laughs> what he had in mind. But, Let's yeah. talk about scorers. Natalie Hurst, 13 points at the quarter. Peter Sinclair, 7. 5 points for Jess Bibby. Then it's uh, 4 points for Abby Bishop. 2 points for Tracy Beatty, the scorers for the Capitals. When you look at the Dandenong lineup, well, not quite as many, I would suggest. And it is 4 points apiece for Alison Downey and Caitlin Ryan. 2 points for Rachel Flanagan and Larissa Anderson. Uh, foul count, well, both teams on four at the end of the quarter. And shooting percentages, Dandenong shooting at 25% with the capital shooting at 79. Now, it's not too often you sustain a 79%. Um, it's not too often you sustain that. No, it's certainly not. And, for uh, a whole game. Well, no, and, and the interesting thing, I mean, 79%, but I think if we had a quick look at the shot chart, well, that's, yeah, 105 from the three-pointer. So it's not like they're just little putbacks under the basket that we're talking about. These are, you know, shots from all over the floor. So that's outstanding uh, percentage for the Capitals to be shooting at this point of the game, which suggests that, you know, the defensive pressure by Dandenong is just not sufficient. And rebounds. They're getting, oh, Dandenong getting out rebounded 11-3. to 3. 11 to 3 is just a shellacking in certainly my language. Yeah. Um, just looking out at uh, points out of the paint, well, it's 10 to 8 there, which is reasonably even. Unlike last night, it's only four points given up from the charity stripe at the first the break. Mm. So both teams have had four points from the charity stripe. Capitals hitting 100%, Dandenong hitting at 67. They're four from six from the line. So it will be Dandenong who get first use of it. And Downey, Todd Hunter, Prost, Pereira and Anderson. The line-up for Dandenong through Prost to Pereira, then back to Downey. Downey drives left lane, kicks out to Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter who goes for the three. Pereira gets the slap away, but Hayes was good enough to get there before Downey. Then it's uh, Bevelacqua who drives down the court, kick out to Bibby, Bibby's shot isn't good and Pereira will bring it back for Dandenong. Todd Hunter, Pereira, they went from the right-hand corner. Pereira and Todd Hunter both calling for the ball. Goes left side to Pross, Pross working around to Downey. Back at the top of the key, Downey gets past Sinclair but stops at Beatty. Goes back to Anderson, Anderson has to work it back to Pereira. Pereira sees one second left on the shot clock. She jacks up a prayer trying to get a layup over Beatty, and Sinclair cleans up. Bevelacqua tries to go all the way and Bevelacqua's been called for the charge but we're one minute into the second quarter and Bevelacqua hits the ground. That's Game right. on. Game on. <laughs> Game on at 31 to 12 at the quarter. Yeah, look, I think, you know, it was almost like Bevel Acker on that play there was thinking, am I going to get a score in my last round game or not? So she, I think she just outthought herself on that one, to be quite honest. She's called for the charge on that occasion. And it's Danny Nong with Todd Hunter bringing the ball down the floor. Goes back to Prost. Then on to Downey. Downey back to Anderson. Back to Downey in the corner. Anderson sets the screen. Goes back with the rollout to Anderson. But Anderson trying to get the final pass in under the basket to Prost. It's over the baseline. And it will be a Caps ball. 
Well, your thoughts of the second quarter, the first uh, minute of the second quarter. It's been a, a, a bit ho-hum for mine. Well, it has, and I think it, in some ways it's a reflection of the fact that uh, you know, the Capitals are up 31-12. The result of this game doesn't matter. Um, you know, I think in some ways it's almost like the teams are just going through the motions at this stage. Caps, oh, get the ball stolen, but steal it back at the half. So as the ball was going into Hayes, it was taken away by Dandenong. As they got the half court, Bibby got it back. Bibby goes to Beatty. Hayes gets mugged in the paint once again, and this time Downey with a bit more ball security. Kicks it right side. Anderson sets up for three, and it's all net. So the first score of the second term, and it's 31-15. So the Caps still more than double the Dandenong score. Beatty round the arc, goes to Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua on the left-hand side. Back to Sinclair. Pushes it inside to Hayes. Shot doesn't count, but I think there will be a foul on the 33 of uh, young Faith Prost. I don't know whether it's Provost or Prost. But it's, it's Prost. If you look at her uniform as well, because in the program it's just... And her uniform hey, I wrote that program. Be careful. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the uniform's spelt that way, so we'll assume it's Prost. Prost. As it goes, inbound ball. Bevilacqua gets it off to Bibby. Bibby jacks up a three. It hits the iron, and Pereira's off to the races. Pereira, oh, tries to work around Bevilacqua, didn't get much room, has to go back to Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter shoots up the three. Anderson gets the rebound back. Cross gets bumped by Bishop, and that was just a, a careless bump by Abby Bishop. Yeah, good boards from uh, Larissa Anderson there. She just got after it and out-rebounded Tracy Beatty, which is not an easy task. Anderson is the leading scorer for the Dandenong Rangers on the floor as we see five points for her. Frost is going to go and make the first. So they now are officially less than half behind. And with that there, 31-17. Dandenong have got, uh, well, a slightly ch changed lineup for the Caps as uh, Benny went long to uh, Beatty, who just sort of deflected the ball rather than grabbing it. Maybe it was yeah. a bit out of a reach, but it's a long reach. <laughs> it is a long reach, and uh, Dandenong were extending their defence there, so it might be interesting, like we talked about, Dale changing up, and oh, Bevilacqua with the steal. Yeah, no, not quite. dropped it down. Well, a jump ball's going to go the Caps' way, but she knocked the ball down into the leg of uh, Pereira, and that is eventually when the ball rolled over. Both, played, both teams got hands on the ball, and, uh, well, it'll be the Caps'. So Bevilacqua brings it back over the half. Oh, good work by Todd Hunter to get in the way of the pass. And it will be a Caps ball once again from the side, just inside the half. Seven minutes, 19 seconds. Bishop hand off to Bibby. Bibby drives around, then drives the left-hand lane. Layup rolls around the ring, but will drop. And it's 33-17. Now, Michelle, a shellacking here would be a setback, though. It might be a game that means nothing, but it's going to be a setback psychology psychologically wise, as Downey drives down and hits a uh, banked-in jump shot to uh, keep the scoring run continue. I think you're right. I think that, you know, there's that real balance between, you know, accepting the fact that there's, the result doesn't matter in this game, but you do not want to go into next week's game getting... Oh, now, Downey dropped the shoulder into Bibby there after Tad Hundred made the foul by uh, slapping the back of her arms there. 
But uh, Bibby, after not quite breaking her nose last week, but going very close, again found her head into the shoulder of an opposition player. <laughs> That's right. She must have a target on it or something like that. She, uh, she had a pretty... Um, I was caught up with her on Tuesday night and she had some pretty serious bruising across the face from that uh, blood nose last week. So... Um, I'm sure this, she wouldn't be one of feeling at another one there. This stops a uh, five-point run by Danny Nock as Bibby makes both and just Bibby will sub out for Natalie Hurst and uh, Danny Nong seven points to three so far in this quarter. So whilst it hasn't been attractive, they've actually been the team that's been scoring. That's right. Downey comes around the screen from Hammonds, all left the ball behind Hammonds. She was good enough to go back and get it. But it is just uh, showing Dandenong at sixes and sevens at the moment. Downey, oh, she's got a great cut. Bishop has thrown Downey to the ground. Another no call. 35-19. Hurst for three. All net. Comes off the bench cold and just knocks it down. And, uh, you know, time go. Dale's called a timeout. Timeout. Talk uh, about it. Yeah, he called the timeout just so he could talk to the referees. <laughs> I think more so than anything else. But it'd be... Bishop just absolutely threw her to the ground. There was no ifs, and, or buts. You're, not, you're, you're saying there's an if, and, and a but. I think there's an if and a but. I don't think that it was... Uh, I think it was actually the ball that she made the contact with and, you know, just to assume momentum of what was happening, she landed on flat on her back. So I think it looked worse than it actually was. But, um, you know, it's not... You know, whether it should have been called or not, the reality is you're down 19 points and it's not because of that one particular call. It's the fact that, uh, you know, Canberra are shooting the ball pretty well still, I'd imagine. I don't know what percentage is that. 68%, 68% after it was uh, 78, 78 at the quarter. You know, so that's pretty good shooting percentage. And at the other end of the floor, um, you know, Dale's played his full bench quite a lot as a unit too. So... Uh, you know, whether he, he needs to start maybe bringing some of his starters back into that group just to give them a little bit of experience out on the floor. Well, just before then, he did bring McInerney and Hammonds back in. And now we look at McInerney, Hammonds, Ryan, Ryan, Todd Hunter and also Downey to step back to the floor for Graffy and uh, the elaborate coaching panel that she has now, which includes Tim Hayes, Sandy Tomley and... Kelly Abrams. <laughs> it's, it's quite a, uh, it's quite a long bench. Andrew Anderson as well. So it's five people before you get to your first sub-in player. As it goes, McInerney gets the ball from Downey. Downey will get it back. McInerney tries to cut baseline. Downey, uh, Downey just fumbling with the ball. Hammonds in the end steps out as she was trying to get the pass to the baseline. And that will be a turnover. So again, after a timeout, Dandenong just can't secure what they need uh, to build that momentum. So, Hurst brings it down the floor, left-hand side to Benny. Benny goes over the top to Beattie. Beattie gets it back outside to Bishop. Bishop finds Bevel Aqua. Hurst over the top. Oh, actually, Hurst thought Bishop had gone right into position under the basket. As it turned out, Downey went after the ball, and it's gone over the baseline, and the Caps haven't forced the turnover. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. Inbound ball goes to Beattie. And this time Beattie throws it away. And uh, Bevelacqua gets the job of running down the court to uh, tap the ball. It's sloppy, isn't it? It is a sloppy game. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams have scored seven points in this quarter, though. So no it's one's broken <laughs> away yet. We'll go, we go, 
Take it one quarter at a time, I think, after the uh, shellacking in the first term. As Bevel Aqua again gets the ball. She tried to throw it into Ryan. Ryan was actually able to get it. Then it was Flanagan driving baseline. Slaps the ball back. Flanagan, oh, taps the ball away from Benny. And it was Downey that time that trapped it at half court. So Flanagan now will recontrol the ball and they have 16 seconds left on the shot clock. Hammond's over the top. Downey is on the left-hand lane. Rebound is collected by Beattie and then she's immediately giving it to Bevilacqua who settles things down in the front court. Um, McInerney got an arm in the face that time from Bishop. It's been very willing out there even if the game hasn't looked attractive. Bishop getting a big push in the back from McInerney that time but Caitlin Ryan had kicked the inbound or the pass coming her way out of court. It, it has been physical, uh, almost rag, rugby-esque. <laughs> and thinking about it, the rugby's supposed to be next Friday night here at uh, Bruce Stadium. Oh, Canberra Stadium, my yeah. apologies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, and it is physical, but I think that's partly, you know, Dandenong need to be physical inside against the size of Bishop and... Caitlin uh, Ryan runs through uh, Abby Bishop, and uh, Ryan picks, uh, is picked up by Bishop, but uh, the foul will... Well, the foul will be on Caitlin Ryan. Inbound ball goes to Benny. Pereira watching her. Benny, she's going to have to do something with it. She was standing there for a long, long time. Gives it to Sinclair on the elbow. Goes back to Benny and Benny gets the point. So if I look at my box score now, I think uh, probably the only player who has... There's only two players that haven't scored. No, that's not quite right. Uh, just, no. Gavina... Bevel, Aqua and Hayes are the only players that haven't scored. Hammonds gets the ball down from Pereira in the paint. Bevel, Aqua slaps it out of her hands and it will be over the baseline. And Dandenong will have the ball. 11 seconds left as Bevel, Aqua subs out for Bibby. Inbound ball to Ryan. Ryan jacks up a long range two-pointer. She has about a foot inside the arc. It doesn't fall. Hurst gets the rebound. Gives it off to Bibby immediately. Then goes to Sinclair. Lob over the top to Bishop. Uh, the points won't count, but the foul will, and that will send Bishop to the line to shoot two. The foul going a, against Pereira. Yeah, that's a lovely feed Her from Pete Sinclair. She put lots of air into that one and oh. just timed it beautifully. Into My apologies. Her first, Pereira, it came up on the scoreboard, it was her third. Bounce pass from Bibby now goes to Bishop. Bishop's tripped over that time. And uh, Emily McInerney, well, that's been a good battle. I've enjoyed watching that one just in the last few minutes. Yeah, look, and it's certainly, I mean, Emily McInerney is an outstanding defensive player. So she's been given that assignment and uh, she's working really hard and trying to contain Bishop. That's the 15th foul. So Bishop oh, just goes up, nonchalantly knocks the first one down. Um, Second one is all net as well. 42 plays 19 as the Caps start to accelerate away here with four minutes left to go in the half. Flanagan gets around Benny. Benny has been called for the foul. And uh, she just stuck a leg out into Flanagan there as she was uh, getting past her. Yeah. No real point for that. You, no. <laughs> you, you, know, you want to get minutes next week, you shouldn't be giving away fouls like That's that. Right. As the inbound ball goes from Hammonds to Flanagan, we're underway again. McInerney bounce pass to Pereira, and Pereira, oh, Benny, oh, oh Benny, luckily. very lucky there. A travel was called on Pereira before Benny's arm slashed through. I was sure that was going to be a, two quick fouls on Benny then. As Hurst brings the ball down the floor, she's on the right wing, goes to Bishop at the top of the uh, arc. Pulls up on McInerney, then has to go outside to Hurst. Bounce pass down into the corner. 
Oh, Bishop leaves it short and Pereira is going to go off to the races. The two number 11s, Bibi and Pereira running down the floor together. The outlet pass went to Flanagan, then off to Ryan on the 45. It's McInerney. She fakes the shot, then goes to Flanagan. Flanagan bounced past to Hammonds on the left lane. Hammonds leaves the ball on the backboard and Hurst gets the rebound, goes up. She sets herself up. No, McInerney kicked that ball then, but no call on the players. Flanagan will bring it back for the Rangers. Flanagan to Pereira, inside to Hammonds. Oh, Hammonds waited before she uh, put the shot up. Bishop came over the top of her. Hammonds said, where's the foul? It wasn't there, and their Capitals bringing the ball back down the floor. It's Bibby in the corner, goes to Sinclair. She didn't get the shooter's roll that time, and a <laughs> bit too eager, and Hammonds will finally get a, uh, a foul on her opposition. That's right, and it's... Uh, it's <laughs> Not a very exciting game, is it really, Craig? The, the ball's going through hands. Uh, we were, you talked to Kerry Graff about the process. Well, yeah. I'm interested to get your thoughts on the process that we've seen so far as Hammond subs out. So do a number of the Capitals. Anderson's back in. Yeah, look, I think, you know, certainly the Capitals are just doing what they need to do. So, you know, whether that's what Graffy meant by getting through the process or not, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Flanagan goes to the charity strife, dribbles it in just to the right-hand side of the elbow and puts up a shot. It doesn't fall and Hurst brings it back down. Ryan going to Hurst now. Anderson's watching Beatty, who gets the ball a long way from home. Be- Benny Drives down the left lane, pops up a prayer. Hayes comes up with a rebound. It goes back outside to Bibby, then to Hurst. Back to Bibby. Bibby drives into the paint. Left-handed layup is good. I think the way Jess Bibby can dribble the ball on her right hand confuses a lot of players because she dribbles on the right hand but then just transfers it and basically gets a body in the position because the defender goes to the ball. When she transfers, she's got all the room in the world to make the layup. She has, and uh, you know she's just she she does like to go left generally, but she's quite capable of going right and being able to finish the ball, uh, finish the shot off with the left. We've got a problem here with I'm not sure whether it's the 24 second clock or whether it's the actual um, shot clock. So both coaches I think are just talking about. They're resetting the 24 second clocks now at both ends. Yeah. Looks like it's a uh, an official timeout here. I don't see um, anyone that got credited for a timeout, so that allows Dale Walters to have a chat because after his team had led two points to seven in the uh, early minutes of the second term, it's now the Capitals 13 to seven, so the Capitals have made a big run here. Absolutely, and I, I guess they just refocused and went about doing the job again. And that, you know, that is what Graffy was talking about, just doing the job, you know, playing our game, getting through our stuff, using our defence to leverage our offence and all that sort of stuff, so that's good. You know, One of the things that I'd say, you know, Michaela Benny's out there again playing some good minutes, but I think, you know, going forward, it's good to get some time here, but when you come to finals basketball, you know, it's a defensive game, so you'd be thinking in this game she'd really want to be asserting herself defensively, and, and I haven't seen her really do that, you know. She's been caught out of position a few times and got some cheap fouls, so she probably needs to think about that while she's out there on the floor. It's McInerney driving down the left-hand lane. Beatty comes up with the rebound, gives it off to Bevelacqua immediately. Bevelacqua, Hayes, Benny, Bibby and Beatty is the Caps lineup On the left elbow, it's Beatty. She goes outside to Bibby. Bibby a long way from home, goes back to Benny. Benny tried to take on Ryan that time, pulled up on the dribble, went back around, gave it to Bevelacqua. Oh, 
Beatty just tried the handoff to Bevilacqua and it was Anderson who was up to the task, just stole the ball, picked the pocket, in fact, as Bevilacqua was driving hard at the basket and the turnover affected. Todd Hunter down the other end puts up the shot. It doesn't come off and Hayes almost isolated there, but she was able to break away from the players, gives it off to Bevilacqua. Outside to Benny now. Benny nails the three. Right, and, uh, you know, that's the sort of thing that Michaela Benny can do is just knock down that open shot, given the opportunity as Emily McInerney makes a layup at the other a end. A rare layup, too. I've <laughs> seen her kick them out when she's been like that. And she had a defender on her that time. Maybe that's why she had to go through with it, because she realised there was a defender there already. But she's kicked out open layouts before. Bibby for three at the other end. It hits the iron. Benny tried to go after the rebound. Beatty's on the ground now and Anderson has the ball in hand. Gives it off to Ryan and Ryan brings it down the right wing. Over the half, she kicks it back to Anderson. Then it's back to Ryan. 45 degrees. Tries to get away on Benny. Oh, yeah, the outlet pass to Flanagan was good. Flanagan's three-pointer doesn't fall. Ryan will get the put back. No, Anderson will get the air ball. She kicks it back to McInerney. McInerney back to Ryan. The shot clock is out again. So that is an interesting one because the shot clock went to 29 seconds and uh, Hurst looks like she's going to come back in now. So yeah, who will uh, Hurst come in for? It will be for Benny. Yeah, 24 it was stuck there, but on this one it was 29. It wasn't counting down. It would have been one second at the most, although if there's a foul called on the play, then it's irrelevant. That's right, it's a reset. Yeah. Well, the dog's in the background as we have 18.6 seconds before uh, the long break. Ryan knocks down two, and it's now 70, uh, 47 to 23. Are they going to call Tully's number to get her a score before the end of the half? 13 <laughs> seconds on the clock they have. I think yep. that's what they've called. It's Tully's number. All right. Tully no sets up. <laughs> she zigzags. Four seconds left. Fakes the three. Goes to Hayes. Hayes has the ball rattled away by uh, Ryan. Anderson came up with it. And there was a, an expletive <laughs> out of Tally Bevilacqua's mouth as she heard the buzzer for half time. Half time here at the AIS Arena. The uh, arena will be used one more time this year, and that will be next week for the uh, 2007 2008 Australian Defence Force minor semi final. The dogs are back on their way out here. The shooting percentages at the half, it's Dandenong shooting at 22%, Capital shooting at 62%. Seven from nine outside the arc, the Capitals at the long break, as opposed to one from seven yeah. uh, for Dandenong. Eight from eight from the free throw line, eight from ten for Dandenong. 22 to 11 rebounds, so that's still a bit of a shellacking there. Assists, eight for the Capitals, three for Dandenong. Three steals for the Caps, but six steals for Dandenong. One block shot apiece. Turnovers, 12 to 7. And uh, points in the paint, 16 to 10. Second chance points, still no team having a second chance point. But then it's four points off turnovers. And points off the bench, of course, is the, uh, is the other one that is all going the Capitals' way. Natalie Hurst leads scoring with 16 points. Jess Bibby with 11 and Peter Sinclair with 7. Leading the rebounds, Natalie Hurst with 16 at the half. That is a remarkable score as I look for the scorers for uh, Dandenong and it's 6 points apiece to Caitlin Ryan and Alison Downey. Then it's two points, uh, 5 points to Larissa Anderson and 2 points to Flanagan, also McInerney and Faith Frost. 
Sir, here at halftime on sportradio.com.au, Capitals basketball. If you're a Capitals fan, you'd be liking it ahead of finals. It's 47 to 23. Welcome back to the AIS Arena for the second half of the Capitals up against the Dandenong Rangers. At halftime, the Capitals have established a very healthy lead. It's 47 23 at the long break. Michelle, you have the stats in front of you there. What do you see that is, uh, well, capturing your attention. Well, obviously the Capitals are just doing a great job at shooting the ball. Their shooting percentage is that much better than the uh, Dandenong. So they're shooting at 61% uh, from the field and 77% from the three-point range and 07 from nine. So that's a pretty good conversion rate compared to uh, Dandenong who are shooting at 21% from the field and, you know, 14% from the three-point range. So that, that hurts. Um, and the ball, 21 out-rebound... Out sorry, Capitals are out-rebounding Dandenong, 21 to uh, eight. And, you know, it's just... Uh, you know, really the Capitals have just dominated uh, this game and, you know, whilst there's been mini runs, if you like, from Danny Nong to try and make them indent into it, the Capitals just continue to power on. And um, the really positive thing is that, you know, players like Pete Sinclair have stepped up and really, you know, she's got seven points for the game. I think her season average is four points. Um, and she's just shown that, you know, given some opportunity what she actually can can do so that's that's good for the capitals to see that if you carry graph at half time where you're 47 23 do you say i want a 100 point game out of you or do you just go well i'm not going to push you girls it's, well, it's an it's a a non-event in regard to the, how the season stacks up we're back here next week against Dandenong. Yeah, and I think Graffy, you know, she talked at the start of the game about the process and I think, you know, she would have gone into the half-time uh, break there and said, OK, girls, good job, good first half, we're going to go out in the second half and we're going to continue on with more of the same. I don't think, you know, that she's really talking about, you know, we want a 100-point game or whatever. She'd be talking about and staying focused on what they need to do every game. She's not the kind of coach that, you know, plays around too much with what, what the team does. It's, you know... Uh, tried and true, we know what works for us, we'll fiddle with things around the edges a little bit, but fundamentally we're not about um, scoring 100 points, we're a defensive unit and you know our job is to restrict other people and let, let our uh, offensive game generate out of what we do defensively, so you know I think we'll just see more of the same from the Capitals, she'll take the opportunity to, to play the bench players and rest some of the older tired bodies and uh, you know, just play this one out, I think. As long as as long as long the Caps are doing, sticking to their game plan and doing what they need to do, I think she'll just uh, go with the flow. So you could tell how important this weekend was for Dandenong. They brought their entire entourage. Now, it's expensive to travel to all these games in the Defence Jobs WNBL, but when you see that they've got three assistant coaches, team manager, physicians and, and the like all on the bench, you understand the importance that this week was to this club. Absolutely, you know, and uh, in some ways, uh, like uh, last night's game for Dandenong was their final. Um, you know, they had to win to secure fourth spot. Uh, they took the destiny into their own hands and, and secured the win. They didn't have to rely on other teams to, to do anything for them. So, you know, having all that support there just illustrates to the girls what it was about. And, and uh, the other thing is, you know, they need them here. They need their positions here because... God forbid anyone last night had gone down with an injury or whatever. They needed people there to manage that to get them through the finals. We're underway in the second half. Hurst goes 
inbound to Bevel Aqua. It's Beattie, Hayes and Bibby, the line-up for the Capitals, as it's McInerney, Hammond, Flanagan, there, Ryan and Anderson. Now the inbound ball from Hurst to Beattie was slapped away by Anderson. It's over the baseline, and the Caps have already run down. In fact, the shot clock is out again. So uh, they're just, at the moment, taking the time to run that shot clock down. It's 24 at one end, 23 at the other. In fact, for a while there, there was nothing on this shot clock and, and uh, time on the, uh, on the other shot clock. So uh, it was, uh, well, an interesting one indeed. Well, I hope they get this problem sorted out before next week's final. Cause it, you know, it is distracting. Yeah, in a game like this where there's really... Um, but these you know, clocks no have been closure. playing up for a while now, since the Cannons played here. And that's yeah, a while ago now. That is, that is a long while ago <laughs> now. So, you know, it seems that uh, they need to make sure that for next week's final, you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, it's a final, everything's on the line, you know, the game's got the flow and the momentum happening and you've got these sort of disruptions that are just stopping the game from happening. We're underway again as Hurst bounce pass over to Bibby and goes back outside to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua watched by Ryan, goes back to Hurst, inside then to Beattie, who turns in the paint and the shot, oh, just can't get it to land. Taps it away to Beattie, but it goes to Flanagan and Flanagan will bring it down the court. Flanagan goes left side to McInerney. In the corner now is Hammonds. Hammonds, then off to Anderson. Bevelacqua goes after her, but it goes outside to Hammonds again, then to Flanagan. Through hands to McInerney. Over the top, Ryan gets it to Hammonds. Outside, inside, outside again to Anderson. Anderson jacks up an air ball as the shot clock runs down, and it will be Hayes who did the rebounding. Bevelacqua gives it back to Hayes at the top of the key in the front court. Hurst was cutting baseline, so is Bibby. Bibby gets a handoff on the right 45. McInerney watching her. Bounce pass to her uh, to Hayes. Hayes, turnaround jump shot from the left lane. Oh, got the corner of the iron, and it fell into the hands of Caitlin Ryan. 47-23, no change to the halftime scores. Bevelacqua falls out of the uh, court. Ryan gets the ball forward. Eventually Hammonds goes inside, but then outside to Flanagan again. Flanagan trying to get away from Hurst. McInerney, left side is Ryan. It's going through hand. Six seconds left as Hal Hammonds manages to get the shooter's roll on the layup. Yeah, she just used her body well there and good spin and uh, nailed, well, wouldn't say nailed it, but she certainly got the ball to drop. And that's 47-25. Bibby. Does she think about a three-pointer over McInerney? No, not this stage. Goes off to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua to Beattie. Bevelacqua thought about the three. She pulls up on the three on the free throw line. Ryan gets a hand in on her. And, uh, well, will they say that's two to shoot? That is the shooting. So she might be a score, wouldn't she it? She might get score. herself a score. It will be her oh, first no, score if she gets it. it. No, what, what they didn't say it was a shooting foul. Bevelacqua was saying, I was shooting. Ryan's just laughing. If she wasn't shooting, I don't know what she was doing. Oh, oh come on. Is she going to talk him into giving her the ball? No. Claire Stevenson has got it on the side, and <laughs> we'll see it in from the side. Goes to Bevelacqua now. She should just jack one from the centre circle. <laughs> Bibby oh, tries to lay up a NBA-style layup. It is tapped away from Hayes' hands on the rebound, and Dandenong will get it back. It's uh, McInerney on the 45, goes inside to Hammond, and uh, this time it's Tracy Beattie just late with a slap over the top. Yeah, it was a nice feed then, and, uh, you know, so she'll go to the line and... Yep, Beattie now will register her, I think, second personal foul. And this time Shelley Hammonds will go to shoot the uh, third point. 
makes it quite easily in the end. And we're back to a 47-28 ball game here at the AIS Arena. Hayes versus Bishop. Hayes in for Bishop, I should say. <laughs> make, make the game a bit more interesting, Craig. Hopefully. <laughs> We've got a problem again with the 24-second clock, so... Um... So, yeah, just uh, frustrating. In fact, the referee's saying, look, put the second back on the game clock and we'll go take it right back from the baseline. Yeah. Telly Bevelacqua's run down now, telling Caitlin Ryan to go away. <laughs> <laughs> now Bibby's going to come down and McInerney follows her all the way. They've got a, they've, yeah, 29 seconds on the shot clock on the right-hand side, 24 seconds on the other. They're going to play on, though. I think that's just a malfunction on the oh, right. Okay. All right, uh, fair enough. Yeah, it is it. indeed, because there's 19 seconds as they get it into the front court. Bibby goes back to Bishop, back to Bibby on the 45. McInerney watching her closely still. Beattie turns in the paint, turns away from Hammonds. It doesn't drop, but she'll shoot for two. And Hammonds will, I think, have her fourth personal foul. Watch this. It'll be a second. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as uh, if it was the first. But uh, it took her four quarters to get a personal foul last night. That's she gets right. a second in the third. And Beattie, well, she's pretty down on herself at the moment. Perhaps that's also one of the reasons why that uh, she didn't start tonight. Makes the second, so that'll give us some confidence. It's a 20-point ball game here, 48-28. Seven minutes and 30 seconds. Flanagan, looking around, goes to McInerney now. McInerney to Hammonds. Hammonds then to Anderson. Anderson to Ryan. Ryan back to McInerney. Down to Hammonds. Hammonds drives baseline on Beattie. Oh, she could have tried to reverse layup. Instead, kicked it out to Anderson and just got herself into real trouble there. Beattie was not going to let it go after she had beaten her once. And it will be Beattie getting the rebound. Through hands eventually to Bevelacqua. Over the top to Beattie at the left elbow. Then it's outside to Bishop. Bishop goes through to Bibi. Then it's her. So her shot rattles. And McInerney does the clean-up. McInerney kicks it down to the left wing to Ryan. Who brings it into the front court. Stays out on the left wing now. She's taking on Bishop. Oh, and Bishop's going to be called for a silly foul. She stepped in again. Yeah, just not getting body position there and getting caught out. So um, she'll rack up another foul and... And it will be her fourth personal, so Michaela Benny will come in as Jess Bibby sits down and Peter Sinclair steps out on the court. Michaela Benny will come in for uh, Bishop, and that's been a more destructive lineup when they've gone three tall and two big. Sinclair is the recipient of the downtown. Oh, she misses the layup, an open layup at that, and McInerney got down there in time to clean it up. She so, had those footsteps chasing yeah. her down, obviously. It's, uh, you know, Bishop with her fourth foul there is um, something that you certainly, you know, you can live with in a game, this game tonight, but if you're going forward into a final next week, you certainly don't want her to be in foul trouble. She's one of your, your big uh, players in the group. She's, you know, and plays an important role. And it was something that she was early on in her WNBL career she was prone to, and she has moments where, you know, she just get, racks up silly fouls and can't afford that to be happening coming into the finals. Mm. Inbound ball, McInerney looking to get it underway to Prost who just came into the lineup, jacks up a three. McInerney tried to nap it away from Benny on the rebound, but it wasn't to be. Bevelacqua brings it down the floor, goes to Benny. Benny 
Uh, sorry, goes to Beattie. Beattie gives it off to Hurst. Beattie sets the screen for Hurst, who drives down. And uh, this time it is Hammonds who gets the slap on the arm on the Hurst drive. And Hurst will shoot for two as the layup didn't fall. So the Caps' shooting percentage now dropping quite markedly as Danny Long leading the quarter five points to one. They did that early on in the second quarter as well, didn't they, Craig? And then they just, uh, you know, weren't able to contain the Capitals as they started to get some momentum. So the Capitals have started slowly both of the last two quarters. In the first quarter, it was an entirely different story, but uh, this, the last two quarters, they've started slow. Hurst makes one from two, so so far their only shots in this quarter, or only points in this quarter, have come from free throws, and they've only been 50% at that. Frost has the ball now outside the arc. Goes left side to McInerney, then back to Ryan. Ryan goes to Flanagan, and Flanagan's pull-up jump shot inside the key is good. 49 plays, 30 as the Capitals go back into offence. Benny now has to do it herself. She puts the ball back on the ground, then goes to Beattie, who is outside the arc. Goes then left side to Bevelacqua, back to Hurst. Hurst gets a screen from Beattie. Beattie sets herself up in the paint. Dump over to her after she moved out. Goes back. Bevelacqua for three. Hits the iron. Sinclair gets the rebound. Ties it back but leaves it on the backboard. And it will be a turnover to Dandenong. Prost gets the ball at half court. She pulls up. Goes to Hammonds. Prost tries to take position in the paint. She's got a mismatch with Hurst but can't get it to drop. Bevelacqua. Will she go coast to coast? No. She lobs it up in front of Hurst who pulls up. Timeout has been called no, by... technical da- foul. Tech- yeah, of course, he can't call a timeout when the captain no, got the ball. No, tech foul called on Dale Walters. I'm not exactly sure what he uh, said to Peter Wright as he was coming down the floor, but whatever it was, it, was it, enough it to had an effect. <laughs> Beatty's going to sit down here as uh, Hayes comes back into the lineup. Hurst will sit down as well. No, she won't. She'll just kick something off the court. Bevelacqua is going to get the shot. Well, she'd be uh, the acting captain of this team. And so she'll take as much charity as anyone wants to give her. <laughs> Absolutely. It'd be good for her to just make that shot, get you know the monkey off your back and get on and play now. There's still one and a half quarters to go. So she can relax. She scored in her, in her retirement game. As Benny inbounds the ball to Bevelacqua now, perhaps she'll start getting some shots off the floor here. And uh, that is really when you uh, get the monkey off your back, I'm sure. Sinclair and Benny raffle it round. Bevelacqua gets it back after she was running a mile there all over the court. Bevelacqua back from her. Sinclair waits for McInerney to come over the top and then banks it in. Yeah, good patience there from Pete Sinclair to, you know, just get some poise and uh, take her time with that one. As it's Ryan, worked over by Bevelacqua, goes over the top to Post at the right elbow, outside to Ryan, oh, and that downtown. was a downtown three. <laughs> it certainly was. Haven't seen much of that from her this weekend, have we? Um, she certainly, you know, that She doesn't want to downtown. use them all up before the final. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is, yep. Hurst goes a long way. Hayes has to move back to get the ball, then it goes off to Benny. Benny goes back to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua, right side, gives it to Hurst. Doesn't set a screen, but gets the roll off. Bevelacqua doesn't go for the three-pointer herself, gives it off to Hayes, and Hayes banks it in. Yeah, just nice, unselfish play there from Tully Bevelacqua. She uh, drew the D and just opened up Krista Hayes in the paint. 55-33 after Dandenong scored the 10 points. Capitals now with 
uh, eight points, so it's closing up again. Flanagan just stopped. No one went to her. Inside, she goes to Hammonds. Hammonds puts the shot up, and it was a good one indeed. Just a mini hook. Yeah, nice little sweet move there. A little baby hook from Shelley Hammonds over the top of Krista Hayes. Benny's on the left-hand side, gets it to Hayes at the top of the key. Hayes getting away from Hammonds for a moment. Benny goes back on the left-hand 45. She's trying to set up. Hayes gives the screen now. Bevel Aqua dose, ignores the roll-off by Hayes, gives it to Benny for three. Flanagan and Hayes have been crashing after the ball. I'm not sure what Peter Wright's called there, though. Uh, Anderson Downey coming into the game for Hammonds and Ryan. Caitlin Ryan's having a good old laugh. She's always happy, Caitlin Ryan. That's one <laughs> thing about her. As the inbound ball... From Prost, Mrs. Flanagan and Bibby comes up with it. The Caps have to run back down into the front court. 78 seconds on the shot clock on that end. Her, Sinclair trying to lob it over the top to hit Hayes. And uh, the subs to come in. Todd Hunter, Benny and Bishop also rotating in as Flanagan sits down. But, uh, well, Prost will... Try to this inbound ball again. Take two. Yes, goes to Todd Hunter yeah. this time. Todd Hunter stalls in the backcourt, but then gets it into the front court. Plenty of time to spare. Todd Hunter goes to Prost. Bevelacqua goes to her. Bevelacqua taps it away, and Benny's off to the race. As Bibby's off to the races. McInerney well fouls her, and McInerney with the Laura Summit and what me look, but uh, <laughs> certainly it was. Uh, a foul in there. She actually, she hit the right hand that um, Bibby had been dribbling with just as she was making the change over to the left-hand side. 55 plays, 35 here, and it's standing on 12 points in the, this quarter to eight points for the Caps, and I must say the Caps have been doing more shots, well, I'd say six, now seven of the Capitals' points has come from the free throw line. They'll get a few more. That was the fourth team foul for Dandenong. So, you know, any others, and they'll just be sending capitals to the line this last two, two and a bit minutes. Anderson has the ball in the front court, goes back to Todd Hunter, who's at the centre circle. Bibby really haranguing her. Just trying to get her out onto the right-hand wing, which she's successfully done. McInerney comes in with the screen. The roll-off to McInerney. McInerney puts up the shot. And you wonder when you see shots like that from McInerney, you wonder why she doesn't do that more often. Yeah, she certainly, uh, you know, has has a good short-range game and, and can knock down the three as well, but uh, sometimes she just doesn't seem to take the open ones that are there for her. Well, oh, Bishop and uh, Bevelacqua were trying to raffle it off. Pereira gets in there, knocks the ball away. It's over the side, and it will be Jacinta Govind. Govin, sorry. Trying to uh, fancy up the name of it. Govan <laughs> there coming in for her first minutes of the game with two minutes and ten seconds left in the third term. 79 seconds on the shot clock. So that one is uh, really starting to play off. Yeah. It should be 19. As um, the, ref the yeah, referees just talking to the bench. As... Uh, Dale Walters. Well, one thing about the technical difficulties and so on and so forth, he'll be saying, well, you better have them fixed before next, next weekend. Week. Absolutely. You know, it's unacceptable. Oh, lob over the top. Bevel Ackwood to Beattie. And that was beautiful work. Now, 
We will um, have a tech timeout, I think you'll find. Yeah. Saying the shot clock's got to be fixed. And uh, I don't think it ran down at all during that play because it was on 79. Yes. Yeah, and it was still on 79 after a, a couple of hands had touched the ball. So one shot clock's sort of working. Well, I think but that... I, I think Dale Walters has... He'll go, all right, this game means nothing. We'll use this... We'll yeah. play this game out, but, you know, it would be unacceptable if this continues next next week. Oh, look, and I think, you know, just the reality is, I mean, it's a, what is it, a 22-point game at the moment. I'm not sure that in the end, I mean, and these girls are smart enough to know what's on the, what's really on the shot clock. But it, it's in the pressure of the uh, game. You look up there, you see 79 instead of 19, and it it would just take you aback a bit because it's not what you're expecting. Yes, they're all semi-professionals and they're, they are quality players, but, uh, you know, you've got to remember that that would be disconcerting. Oh, the undoubtedly it, it is. I, you know, just, uh, I mean, certainly for the final next week, they've yep. got to have it fixed. And, in fact, they're pulling the uh, shot clock off the wall and putting the spare up there. So hopefully that will be the end of the... Uh, the issues. Why did they wait until they're three quarters through the third quarter to do it when the problem they could have done it at the half, half time? Yeah. You know, that, that to me, that's just uh, silly. But anyway. <laughs> well, Carl is up there doing the uh, changeover as we speak. The uh, Caps, well, Grappy's not even bothered talking to them. Gavin, Govind, Bevelacqua, Bishop. Beatty and Bibby are out on the floor. Your four Bs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> make it difficult for you. That is. Uh, of course, Abrams has a B in a name. Um, but it's also Todd Hunter Pereira. I've enjoyed saying that name this weekend. Pereira. It's been Pereira. Chantella yep. Pereira. I Chantella like it. Pereira. Uh, Larissa Anderson. Only said Kavanaugh once in two games, uh, but there is a quarter to go, quarter of two <laughs> minutes. Uh, I've joined myself now. As we have Downey and Macca. Brogan out there on the floor. Is that legal? Michelle Brogan out there talking yeah. to him? Uh, no, there's no rules at this sort of... about. Uh, she is a player. I guess she might not be on the uh, play sheet. Now Dale Walters has walked out there. I know that's illegal. Well, it's a, a time-out situation, so... Yeah. Well, Brogan just having a chat to the girls. As I said, uh, Ryan Hammond sitting down at the minute with Flanagan. So that's three of their starters off the floor. Caps, well, <laughs> with the way uh, Beattie has played starter or bench, you'd say all but Govan are starters out there for the Caps. So it's an interesting uh, rotation, this one. I think it'll be important for the uh, status of next week's game to see how this all matches up. As Anderson goes over now to Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter works her way into the paint. Draws the foul out of Vivi. And that will send her to the line as she was just backing into turn for the shot. Yeah, she did a good job of taking the ball aggressively to the basket there. And has been rewarded. She'll go to the foul line. Todd Hunter to the line now. 59 plays 37. And Todd Hunter makes the first. Let me uh, do a quick check for you as I think they are her first points of the game, which they are. She makes both, and it's 59-39 still. A 20-point game. As all, long pass from Bishop down the ground to Booby, 
and uh, Todd Hunter gets in the way but only rolls it over the side as Benny and uh, also Hurst looking to come back into the game. Bevelacqua over the top to Bibby. Beattie is in on the right lane and just, oh, that's confidence when you're shooting over Larissa Anderson. That's right. She just, uh, you know, put that shot up straight over the top of Larissa. She wasn't... As, oh, good work. McInerney brings it down the floor, kicks it out to Downey who nails the three over the top of Govan. And the inbound pass gets stolen away from Bevlacqua. Pereira gets it, gives it to uh, Downey. Downey goes back to Pereira. Pereira leaves it behind her. She kicks it off in the end outside to Todd Hunter, who goes back to McInerney, who sets the play. Downey, eight seconds left, drives the left lane. She then trips over. Gavin gave her a push on the way. McInerney jacks up a three-point attempt. Bibby kicks it out of bounds. And it'll be a 24-second shot clock. Reset with 54 seconds left to go in the third term. That was good defence from Govin then on that play. Well, she sits down and Benny comes back into the lineup as it goes through the hands. Todd Hunter, Pereira, out to Anderson, back to Downey. He's got an open look there. They had all collapsed inside. Oh, Anderson just slaps it back over the top of her head. I thought Todd Hunter was going to come up with it then, but it was Hurst. Hurst carries it down, kicks it left side, bounce pass inside to Bishop. Todd Hunter does well getting in there, and she's uh, really showing that uh, she wants to be out on the floor next week. Absolutely, you know, she's getting an opportunity to get some minutes, and she's having a red-hot go. Inbound ball goes to Benny, now across to Bibby. Bibby hands off to Beatty. Back to Bibby. Bibby into the paint. Nails the fadeaway jump shot. Classic Bibby, you're right. <laughs> Anderson has it down on the right wing now. Goes back to McInerney, around the arc. Todd Hunter, then to Pereira. Pereira being watched by Hurst. Pereira goes right, then left. Benny's fouled as she just slapped in there. Hurst hits the deck. In fact, Hurst is called for the... No, hold on. Fist and two fingers is, uh, is Benny. Benny, Benny. Yeah. Benny calls that one. Yep. So that'll be her Pereira third personal. Real quick, hasn't she, Craig? She's got a lightning first step. Yeah, absolutely. She's really uh, very quick off that first tr- first step. So you know, with some um, training and some exposure, I think she could be a real, uh, you know, quick hit sort of dynamic player in the league. And it makes the first of the free throws. All second rattles out, and it was Bishop who picks up the rebound. Natalie Hurst still leading rebounder for the Capitals with seven. <laughs> Benny fakes the shot on Downey and on the buzzer. She steps inside and jacks up a good long-range two-pointer from outside the key. At, quarter, at three-quarter time, the final break at 65-43. The Capitals leading the Dandenong Rangers. And at three-quarter time, Michelle, it's... Uh, well, it's still ho-hum. The Capitals shooting at 54%. The uh, Dandenong Rangers at 30%. 58% from outside the arc. The Capitals to 25 to Dandenong. From the three free throw line, it's 88. The Capitals 14 from 16 to 12 to 15. 80% for Dandenong. Round, rebounds 30 to 18. So Caps still smashing them there. Assists 12 to 8. Steals going Dandenong's way. Six to seven. Uh, blocks one apiece. Turnovers 15 to eight. Once again, uh, Caps turning it over more than the Rangers. And, uh, well, 
but the Rangers, even though they've forced more turnovers out of the Caps, haven't got a point off a turnover yet. No, that's right. They're just unable to convert those opportunities that they, you know, when they're, when they're creating an opportunity, they're unable to convert them. So uh, it's something that they'll need to... As uh, the balls, the little mini basketballs being lobbed up into the crowd all around the stadium. Here at three-quarter time, Dandenong winning the quarter 20-18. to 18. So at the moment, they're leading the second half by two points. Well, that's right. So, you know, they'll be <laughs> happy with that. But, um, As uh, you have the stats in your hot little hand. I think you pretty well run through the ones that matter, haven't you already, Craig? You know, the rebounding situation um, is just, you know, they're, they're absolutely smashing Dandenong and the shooting percentage is the other other big factor in there. I think Downey and Ryan being the leading scorers too says a lot that the Caps aren't letting them go inside. No, And with no Brogan out there, they have lost that one inside player. Well, that's right. So, you know, and, and Shelley... Shelly Hammonds, which is probably their only other legitimate gig, has uh, you know, only played 19 and a half minutes this game. So, uh, you know, she's not out there for extended periods of time. And obviously Dale's just keeping some people fresh, knowing that next week's the one that's going to... Ryan, inbounds to Pereira, Todd Hunter, Hammonds and Anderson, all getting hands on the ball in that order. Out there on the floor for Dandenong. Hammonds in the paint. Anderson, with a nice reverse, has managed to score the first points of the final term. It's Hurst, Bevilacqua, inside ball now to Bishop. Bishop in the paint, gets herself between Anderson and the basket, and that was always going to be points there. Sinclair also starting with Beattie in this quarter. So Sinclair rewarded for her good work earlier. As, uh, well, the Caps, they've gone to a zone here. It'll be interesting to see if they're just trying this to see if Ryan can get an outside game because they've seen no inside game. As Hammonds, Takes on Beattie, who oh, just couldn't get the layup to roll, and it was Bishop who does the rebounding. Bevelacqua kicks it downtown to Hurst. Hurst gets the inbound pass to Beattie. Beattie couldn't get the points to drop, but it's good to see she's making position. Mm. Admittedly, uh, next week when she's got the uh, KG Michelle Brogan Absolutely. on her, it will not be quite as easy to get that lob into her. And, of course, Brogan's got that little bit more height. Not as much as Tracy Beattie, though. And Beattie, again, misses yeah. the first. Uh, one of the things that you need to do when a, when a player's got a legit big like a Tracy Beattie where, you know, you can pretty much put the ball up in the air and, and just get it over the top of the defence is put a lot more pressure defensively on your perimeter passes. And, and I don't think, you know, with the inexperience of Dan- some of the Dandenong players out there that they're quite putting enough pressure on there to be able to stop those entries into Tracy Beattie. Interesting disparity here between the internet score and the... Um, yeah, there's two, two points hasn't gone up for the uh, Dandenong Rangers on the internet score. So 68 plays, 45 here as a turnover down for Dandenong. Sees the Capitals bringing the ball back. It's tapped out of Bevelacqua's hands by Pereira and Sinclair will inbound it for the Capitals now. Goes straight to Bishop. Hand off to Sinclair. Sinclair, oh, has Hurst all by herself. She takes a step inside the three-point arc and nails the shot. Yeah, she's racking up the points tonight. She had 10 in the first quarter, did she? Yeah, 19 for the game so far. As Pereira has the ball tapped away by Beattie, Hammond's outside the arc, goes back to Pereira. 70 plays, 45, Todd Hunter now with the ball at the top of the arc, kicks it right side to Anderson, Anderson runs into Bishop, kicks it back to Pereira, 
Pereira takes on Sinclair. Shot clock is expired, and that's the type of D that will get uh, Peter Sinclair some more minutes. Absolutely, and it's the type of D that the Capitals want to have next week that they need to bring to the floor. They really need to ensure that you know they do the job defensively because we know that when the Caps work the job, do the job defensively, the offense comes. Yes, bounce pass from Beattie into the flash of Hurst is converted. That was nicely staged. Yeah, a nice little backfield cut from Natty Hurst and good vision from the big girl to find her. Pereira just has got a great, great step. Oh, nice vision. Goes into Hammonds, goes back out. Pereira zigzags around the right lane, sees that they've collapsed into her off Hammonds, gives it to Hammonds and Hammonds makes a score. 72-47 and it is. Bevelacqua over the top to Beattie, outside to Bishop. Sinclair's going to cut baseline here as Hurst takes it on. Hurst does it herself, leaves it short, gets her own rebound, uh, bounces the ball onto Kavanagh's foot, and it will be Cat's ball from the side as Hayes looks to come in, along with Downey for Dandenong. And Beattie will sit down, so will Anderson. Now, Hurst must be close to having a double-double. She had, what, how many boards? Well, I've still got her 21 points and eight boards. Eight boards. Bevelacqua has the ball in the hands, gives it to Hayes, hand off to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua goes back to Hayes. Now Hayes ducks under Ryan and makes the shot. I think that's Hayes' first score of the game. Let me check. No, it's not. She's four points for yeah. the game. So I think that's only Jacinta Govind who hasn't scored so far for the Capitals. Fade away from Pereira. Oh, Hayes just tapped it into the hands of Downey. Goes back to Pereira. Hammonds on the arc. Bishop watching her. Right side is Flanagan. Hurst up in her face. Gets a screen from Hammonds. Hand off then to Pereira. They try to dump it inside to Hammonds, but it is uh, Bishop who gets the slap away. Hurst oh, working hard down in the paint. She has to cover up in the end because she was afraid that some of the big girls might be uh, about to fall <laughs> over her. Hayes couldn't get the rebound, and it's standing on with the turnover. 74 plays, 47. Caps leading the quarter, nine points to two. Nine points to four, in fact, here. As Pereira goes left side to Flanagan. Flanagan back to Hammonds. Hammonds now to Downey. Downey to Ryan. Ryan leans on Bevelacqua, then gives it off to Hammonds. Hammonds on the left lane, goes into the paint, pushes the shot which drops and Bishop is looking, well, a bit astounded, almost as someone and what me. She'll <laughs> yeah, sit down. Yep. She'll take a seat. And, well, Bishop sits down with 6 minutes 14 seconds to go and Dale Walters is going, well, that's all right because we know in a game where there's no pressure she fouls out, we'll put the pressure on her next week. That's right. You know, she'll probably have to have a match-up against uh, Brogan. So, you know, and we all know that Brogan. She smart. can milk them. Yeah, well, she knows how to milk them. She absolutely does. So, you know. Hammonds now from the free-throw line, puts the shot in the air and makes the bonus. 74 to 50. Bibby on the right-hand side, goes back to Hayes. Hayes pulls up at the top of the key, inside the arc, then kicks it left side, outside it goes, around through Be- Bevelacqua, Hurst, Bibby, inside to Bishop, where Bishop draws a foul from Ryan. And I think that'll be Ryan's probably fourth personal foul. I've been good at calling these all night. <laughs> Wrong, that is. And... Uh, well, I haven't, seen a, I haven't seen a foul count there. As it is her fourth personal. Fourth, yeah. As 
Beatty makes the first. And the Capitals. Well, they'll roll into the finals on a win. And knowing they face the Dandenong Rangers once again. You know, 76 to 50, you know, 25, 30-point win here is, um, is a good result for the Capitals, with or without Michelle Brogan. I mean, Michelle will bring, you know, she may not rack up 25 points, but she certainly gives a lot of other things as well, defensively and just the experience and leadership she'll bring to the floor. So, you know, whilst it's a 25-point game here, it's... Capitals can't afford to, you know, rest on their laurels, so to speak. Flanagan goes to Hammonds. Hammonds kicks it out to Downey. Downey gets Beatty into a, uh, sorry, gets Benny into an awful mess. Shot doesn't fall. Beatty does the clean-up. Bevilacqua brings it down the floor. Flanagan watches her. Goes into the corner to Bibby. Back to Bevilacqua now. Top of the key, but a few steps back is Beatty. Then left side to Benny into the hands of Bibby once again. Bibby, oh, oh. tries to nail uh, Beatty in the paint. It hits the iron, so they've got a new uh, shot clock. Points won't count as Hayes goes Bevilacqua, then Beatty. The ball hit the ring. That's, That's right. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're shooting or passing. The ball hit the ring. So it's and We're just so having a conversation now with the with the bench here. I guess the the ref didn't see it hitting the ring. Okay. So ball will be from the baseline. Beatty's been robbed two points. She's not happy about it. No. And the Caps have 16 seconds from the inbound ball. So, the shot, well, I don't know if you could have scored the shot in the end. When did the whistle blow, I guess, well, is the question. Well, that's the question. Had the whistle already gone? Bibi gets the inbound ball, goes backwards to Bevilacqua, who is working around the arc. She's uh, setting up on the left-hand side for Bibi. Bibi knew it didn't go in. Beatty just dribbles it out of the key as she gets mugged by Hammonds. And also Pereira's in there. Goes back to Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua drives to the charity strike, then backs away again. 13 seconds on the shot clock. She tries to set up a screen. Oh, Beatty on the roll off. Can't get it to bank in. And Downey comes up with the rebound. Downey beats the path down the floor. Goes to Pereira. But the pass a little bit too ambitious when you had Jess Bibby on the inside just uh, controlling it well. And it's over the baseline. So Bibby now giving it off to Bevilacqua, left-hand side to Benny. Benny back to Hayes, back to Benny. Benny goes back to Bevilacqua this time to Bibby. Flanagan really watching her closely. Prost just crashes in to into Bibby. Hayes puts up the shot on the outlet pass. Can't get it the first time but does her own rebounding and that was as soon as Bibby saw Prost roll off Hayes, she she had her open so just dished it out underhanded. Yeah, nice vision from just Jess Bibby to find Krista Hayes and Krista did a good job of getting after her own board as well. 78 to 50 here as it is Pereira to Prost. Prost drives into the right lane, outlet pass to Hammonds, drives to Jack up the three. Hayes does the rebounding. Hand off to Bevilacqua. And uh, 3 minutes 50 seconds now. The Bevilacqua over the top to Beatty, outside to Hayes, right side to Benny. Bibby gets the screen. Benny taking on Downey. Well, shot doesn't count, but Benny will go to shoot too. 
as Downey has another foul called on her. Flanagan sits down. Todd Hunter comes in. Benny will get the ball from the side. She tried to milk the two. Kelly Bevelacqua sits down. I don't think that was the final minutes, by the way. Uh, Grappy has a tendency to leave players on the court at the end. As, uh, well, Bibby tries to take it all the way herself on the baseline. It doesn't go in. Hammonds gets a rebound. Ferreira puts up a long-range two-point attempt. Ball falls away into the hands of Todd Hunter eventually. Hurst sits down, it knocks the ball out of her hands, but Todd Hunter gets it back. Downey from the elbow, jacks up the shot. Todd Hunter almost pulls in the rebound. Benny's on the ground here as uh, she tries to uh, keep it going. Oh, Hammonds eventually, with persistence, kicks the ball back to Prost, and it will be a two-point score. They'll get a floor clean up here at the same time. That was great persistence by Prost and uh, Hammonds, who were just in there wrestling with Benny. It's good to see that those, some of the Dandenong players are continuing to fight this one out. You know, it's easy in a game where you're 20, 26 points down just watching the scoreboard change. Yeah, well, don't look at the scoreboard on the internet because it's different to the game scoreboard. Yeah, so, you know, just watching the, the um, you know, 26 points, it's easy to just get caught up, not get caught up in the game and just let it happen rather than actually get in and have a real go. So it's good to see them persisting. Beatty now goes to Sinclair. Sinclair's back a ways off the arc. Bounce past uh, oh, Hayes who leaves it behind. Oh. Prost has got to Hayes on a treble that time. Prost with a big hand up on the ball. Really got yeah. Hayes into, into trouble and the result was a turnover. That's right. And it's almost like in some ways the Cats have switched off a little bit here and uh, you know just need to step back up again and focus and finish this game out. Well, you're going to speak to the coaches but I know you'll be speaking to Tully Bevelacqua. Yes, there's a... Downey, kick back to Prost for three. Where was Prost early in the game when it was close? She <laughs> nails another three. Right, she's, you know, the more minutes she's got, the more she's shown. So it's positive uh, things out there from her. Benny and Hurst. Hurst now on the 45. Todd Hunter watching her. Sinclair comes out to help her. Over the top from Benny. Goes to Bishop. Uh, goes to Beattie. Beattie gets a handoff back to Benny. Instead of going herself, she kicks it to Hayes. And Hayes couldn't get the shot to drop, but is fouled. And I think Hayes will go to the line here. The bench again. Two minutes left to go in the game. 78 to 55. I think the bench just having a word. Okay, what they've said is the bench is two points out. But I actually think that game, game scoreboard is right because at the quarter... It was Dandenong 43 points. They had the first score of the quarter, yeah. which would have sent them to 45. So I'm interested to see if they do reset that or not. Nothing changed on the scoreboard. Inbound ball to Hayes. Hayes with Prost and Todd Hunter on her hammer. She was able to get the shot in. 80 points to 55. As Anderson goes to Todd Hunter... Anderson drives down the left lane, then drives baseline, but a pass back looking for Pereira has got Hayes in the way, and Hayes cleans it up for the Cats. Then off to Hurst. Hurst takes on Pereira. She jacks up a prayer in the end because she was nowhere near the basket. It doesn't land. Downey does the rebounding, and uh, I say Downey with about four rebounds now for the Daniel Rangers. Pereira, oh, that was almost, the ball was almost halfway in the run when it came came out. (laughs) 80 points to 55 here at the arena. Sinclair, one minute, 16 seconds left to go. Beattie, back to Sinclair. 
Bounce pass inside to Hayes. Hayes backing into the paint. Nice Puts move. the shot up and Hayes with a very nice jump shot. Yeah, just nice little soft finish on that one. One minute left and Tully Bevilacqua is ready to check back in on the next possession. Todd Hunter and Hurst. Well, Hurst stops the clock. She said, that one's for you, Tully. Yeah. I'll get you your sub. <laughs> Will she sub it? Oh, Benny's coming out for Tully Bevilacqua. One minute left to go in the game. Yeah, definitely that was just a clock stopper. That's absolutely what it was. <laughs> Hunter now, Todd Hunter now gives it to Anderson. Anderson goes right side. Well, it's been a weekend of emotions as we're inside the last minute. For the AAS nine girls leaving for the Capitals, Tally Bevelacqua's last regular season home game in the WNBL. Anderson gets the ball back from Todd Hunter, who did a great job rebounding, gives it off to Pereira, back to Anderson now. Todd Hunter tried to set up outside the arc. Oh, nice work there, dribbling with both hands, drives into the paint, and that's something you'll be putting in your scout sheet. Absolutely, good work from her. Uh, Bevelacqua for three! Uh, Nails it with 28 seconds to go. He throws the hand in the air and goes... Uh, <laughs> the crowd goes up, the bench goes up. 22 seconds left, 85 to 57. And it's Anderson around the arc. No, stops it. Didn't go on to Pereira. Gives it back to Pereira at the top. And Bevilacqua steals the ball again. Throws herself. And uh, I think Graffy's going, hey, wait a minute. You've still got one more game, at least. <laughs> She's saying, I want double figures, Graffy. I need possession. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nine seconds. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> well, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Let me tell you that Tally Bevilacqua has five points. She needs a few trips to the line. Inbound ball to Pereira. Pereira from downtown for three. Nails the shot. There's six seconds left. Bevilacqua. Will she go from half court? She takes it on. Takes on Pereira. Another three. And she nails it again. With point four and a second left. Kelly Bevilacqua has nailed a three-pointer. It's 88 to 60 here at the AIS Arena. The crowd loved the ending. Michelle Hocking is heading down to speak to the coaches and to Tally Bevilacqua. It will be an interesting match-up on sportradio.com.au next week where Simon Peters and Michelle Hocking will be in amongst the action, calling all the action as, uh, well... Dale Walters is with. Dale, um, you know, good opportunity for you to get your bench players out there, yeah. get some court time and get a feel for what it's like in this stadium. Yeah, oh, look, it's great. You know, well, probably what's real, we haven't played here all season. And in fact, I don't even think, think we played here last season. So good for us to come out, get used, used to the rings and that. And, you know, like some, some of the young, young kids really stepped up. Like young, young Amelia did a really good job for us there. So, you know, like the score, you know, so, so, but the big focus now is for next week's game. That's right, and you're right, some of your girls, they just persisted, you know, it's easy in a game like that when you're down by that much to just be a bystander, but they really had a, a shot at it. Yeah, look, they, they certainly did. I think the thing was, is uh, in the first quarter, the Caps come out and just shot the absolute lights out, 28 points in the first quarter, shooting the ball like over 70%, you know, it doesn't really help our cause, but you know, after that, we did a pretty good job peg, pegging back, back things and that, so... You know, I think for next week, we're just going to be switched on, ready, ready to go, and we'll be a, a different look for next week as well with Michelle coming back in. Absolutely, and you're right. Positives take out of, to take out of this game and just work through the week and focus on that and away you go for next week. Yeah, exactly right. Good luck for next week and we'll see you. Thanks a lot. Dale Walters there as uh, Telly Bevilacqua is having a chat to the crowd. And uh, Telly 
just thanking all the supporters. She has a bouquet in her hand. And, uh, well, Graffy will be... Tally is... Uh, well, we'll get both microphones um, you know, in there now. I want the focus... Obviously, this was you know, dedicated to being a farewell, but I still want the focus to be about the team. We haven't finished our season yet. And, obviously... Um, we'll be playing Dandenong again next week and it's going to be a, a tough game, a great game and it's all good for women's basketball and I hope that uh, you all will be here again next, you will all be here again next week and uh, cheering us on to hopefully bigger and better things Thanks to Michelle as uh, Michelle and uh, Graffy well might be a yes, well, you got the job done, Graffy, so I guess it's like enjoy this for a bit, enjoy Tully's moment and then get on with preparing for next Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean we said this game was all about Tully. The result didn't matter for us, it didn't matter for Dandenong. You know, we'll focus during the week on, on our semi final preparations, but this was to cherish the moment for Tully and to have the, the, the fans appreciate her, have our team enjoy her, and, and then we can focus on the playoffs. It was almost like that last couple of minutes she'd played, the game was over, and she came out a bit more relaxed than it happened. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't really want to sub her back in at the end, but she didn't get the cheer she applauded when I subbed her out, so we put her back in. She comes up with two big threes. I mean, you know, it's just nice that you can do that for a, a great player like Tully when the game doesn't matter. And look, um, you know, Pete Sinclair stepped out there tonight, had some good minutes. A uh, couple of the other bench players, you know, getting Benny out there, getting some good time. So that's one thing that, you know, was useful for you. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it gives our, our bench more experience. Um, it means we can play different rotations. We don't play huge minutes for all our team. And it gives them a chance to match up on some of these players that they're going to play next week. Well, good luck. Uh, good preparations this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Great. Thank you. As Tully Bevelacqua is in Michelle's sights, so, uh, Michelle and Tully, it'll be an interesting conversation. Tully, how does it feel? What was it like for you out there tonight? Um, it was kind of weird. I mean, it was hard in one way because obviously the game was just to, you know, play it out, um, no change in position. But, of course, it, it was still meant a lot in terms of our momentum. But at the same time, it was. I think I was a bit spacey out there today. I didn't... Um, I guess I wasn't really attacking offensively. Um, you know, I sat back and, and let, you know, I let the others kind of, you know, do most of the bulk of it tonight. But um, next week I think you'll see a different mentality, obviously, being a finals game and having got this, you know, the farewell out the way, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, being a lot more attacking next week. Well, that's right. You have got that one out of the way because it's, it's hard. I mean, 17 years in the league and I remember you in your first season and I remember scouting you in a couple of seasons thinking, God, we've got to shut her, you know, take her out of leading the game and making it her game. So, you know, you've made a huge contribution to this league and to Australian women's basketball, you know, with your international career in the WNBA. You know, what, what's next for you? And I don't want you to go too far forward or past the finals, but what is on the agenda for you after the WNBA? Well, I mean, it's a good question because you always have to do look a little bit beyond, uh, you know, obviously the playing days. But I think for me, in the, in the seasons now when I won't be playing WNBL, I'll be looking to do some, hopefully some work with the media, maybe with ABC TV. Um, and you never know, try and get my foot in the door with Fox. I don't have any females there at the moment, so you know, maybe if I can you know, worm my way in there. But, of course, be involved with whether it's with the Canberra Capitals or, or somewhere else around Australia. You know, just being involved with you know, maybe running some camps. But, um, of course, there will be some involvement, whether it's office or, or on the court. Um, I don't think you can, I mean, 
you just can't kind of take me away from it all because obviously that's my life. And uh, But at the same time, I've still got to keep myself fit. I might do another WNBA season, I'm not too sure. So I could still be training with these guys uh, next year, you never know. Well, they'd love to have you as training, but I can tell you that. Look, um, you've been around the league for a long time. What do you think, you know, when you look back on it, what's the biggest difference in the league in the time that you've been involved? Well, I think now, you know, it's uh, the players are just becoming more versatile. Um, you know, traditionally you had your set five man, your set four, but now players can play three positions. Um, and I think, you know, that's global as well. You have to be more versatile as a player. Um, and, and now there's a lot more, there's money to be made in women's basketball. So, you know, unfortunately we do lose a lot of the players to overseas commitments. I mean, I've been there myself in Europe. So, you know, the thing now is that players can see that it can be, a, you know, a, um, a future money earner. And um, so people are putting a lot more work into the basketball now and becoming more highly skilled. So I think that's a, a big um, difference now. And you were a trailblazer in Australian basketball, weren't you? You were one of the first to go overseas and play. Was that a difficult decision for you to make? No, I think, you know, after, you'd been, after I'd been playing here for a little while, I, I felt it was the right time to, to head over. I think I'd been playing with the Breakers for nine, eight, nine years or whatever. And, um, it, it, yeah, I mean, you just know it's the right time. Like now for my decision to retire, I just know it's the right time. And uh, it, it, you just have so many wonderful experiences, you know, travelling the world, meeting so many different people, all the, all the language barriers that you come across, but somehow you still learn to communicate through, you know, signs and... Uh, you know, it's just been, I've just got some great memories and some great stories to tell. Um, and, you know, they're just things that you'll never forget for the rest of your life. And some great friendships along the way? Oh, for sure. I mean, not just here at the Caps, but universally. I, you know, it's hard because you just can't, you know, take a two-hour, you know, ride in the car to see everybody. It's got to be either by plane or, you know, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a bit hard to catch up with everyone, but just friends all around the world now. Now, finals coming up for you. That's obviously where your focus is going to be. What's your preparation going to be like this week? Well, I'll actually get out this week and, and probably do a, a couple more shooting sessions than what I did last week. I was a little tired last week, so it took it a little bit easier. Um, but definitely um, team training sessions will remain the same. Um, probably three sessions this week with the, with the team, but I'll probably get out and do about two or three more shooting sessions. Well, thanks for like the seasons that we've been watching you for your contribution not only to the Capitals but to the Australian uh, basketball for women and good luck for next week. Thank you very much. It's most appreciated and obviously the, 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 you know, the media um, attention and um, support that I've been given as well throughout the years has been just fantastic. So thank you very much. Thanks very much to Michelle Hocking there as uh, she was speaking to Tully Bevilacqua. And uh, I think... We'll really like to speak to, uh, well, a few more of those Capitals players as she, well, as she gets ready to uh, hopefully find Peter Sinclair in the crowd because uh, definitely Sinclair had a night out. But uh, Michelle just trying to work her way through the throng as uh, the crowd now milling around after they uh, stood back quite, uh, quite nicely to allow Michelle speak to uh, Tully. But uh, Michelle's down there. I yeah, we've Pete Sinclair here with me. Peter, um, you guys, 25, 28 point win there tonight. Uh, you know that's good momentum going into the finals and good minutes and good contribution from you again tonight. No, yeah, I'm pretty happy. So I mean, obviously this game wasn't really meaning anything to us, but we wanted to do it for Tully and make sure she came out with a win and also getting good practice for next week as well, considering we are playing in the finals. So it was a good win for us anyway. Yeah. 
And like like you said, you know, good to get it for Tully, but it must be kind of special to play in her last season. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, she was getting teary before the game even started, and, and I was getting quite emotional, so I was trying not to look at her during the, the before the game there. So, But, I mean, I'm happy for her, and, and I'm pretty happy to have known her and playing with her, so it's good. And have you enjoyed, I mean, you know, the season's not over yet, but for yourself this season, it's been a good season? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I mean, obviously it'd be nice to have a home final or at least, you know, get there, have a chance to get it. But obviously Sydney got that last one against Townsville. But I mean, well, I mean, we've been in position before, been in third place and still got that championship, so we're ready for it now. And finals basketball is finals basketball. It's not like normal season, is it? That's right. I mean, you just take one game at a time, don't look ahead, and, and I'm pretty sure we're confident about doing that. So I'm looking forward to it. Good luck for next week. Thank you very much. As Michelle hopefully will find, uh, well, Natalie Hurst in amongst the crowd. Natalie Hurst with 21 points today and in the end eight rebounds. So uh, hopefully she can get to Nat, who was certainly racking up the scores in, uh, by the end of the game. So as Michelle continues to fight the crowds. Shooting percentages at the end of the game. Capitals on 55%. The Rangers on 34. Rangers jacking up 62 shots to 56 by the Capitals. So a bit of a disparity there, but uh, Michelle is ready I've to got go. got Nat Hurst with me. Natty, uh, good night for you tonight. Personally, you started to put some boards on the ball. You almost I'm not sure if you ended up with a double-double, but you were the leading rebounder for the Caps there at one point as well. Um, I didn't realise that, but, um, you know, when the big girls block out, you know, the ball's always up there to, to be grabbed. So, you know they do their job, then we can go in and grab those ones and it can start our fast break. Absolutely. Now, look, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about playing with Tully Bevilacqua. You know, she talked in the paper today about the fact that it's time for her to retire and time for you to take over the reins and it's something that you've been getting groomed for. It must be kind of special to play a season like her last season with her. Yeah, certainly, you know, I think that any up-and-coming point guard wants to be, you know behind someone like Holly Bevelacqua and I think it's just it's lucky for me to learn and train against her every day and hopefully I can take a lot of her into my game and, and you know keep going and it, it'll help me in years to come. And she was probably playing when you were born, not quite. Oh. <laughs> um, it was six, six years old or something like, something, like that, something like that. So going forward this week, you know, another final series for you but with a little bit of... because this season you've really become more of an integral part moving into the starting lineup uh, for the Caps with Abs's um, injury it must be kind of important special for you ah yeah you know every championship special and it's extra special when you have your one of your star players that are retiring so we want to do anything that we can you know to, to get that championship for Tully for a retirement right, thanks for your time Natty and good luck for next week thank you Natalie Hurst as I said before 21.8 rebounds for the game as we wrap up here from the AIS Arena, Michelle's going to make her way back, looking at some more of the stats now. And uh, rebounds 40 to 24, that disparity quite large in the end. And assists 15 to 13, steals 8 to 7, Dandenong's way, blocks 2 apiece, then turnovers 17, the caps 12 to the Dandenong Rangers. I've gone through, Michelle, as you uh, come back into position here, I've gone through the uh, team stats, just some of the individual stats that you've picked up there. Of course, 21 points, 8 rebounds for Natalie Hurst is uh, a big one. And, uh, of course, the 7 points for Peter Sinclair, also an important one as well. Natalie had ended up with a double-double, but she certainly, you know, 21 and 8 is pretty good good stats for an outing. Um, just 
Vivi ended up with 15 there, so she was a bit patchy tonight, and her scoring sort of came came and went, wasn't consistent with it, but, you know, solid contributions all around. We've got both Hayes, Beattie, and uh, Sinclair with nine, um, and, you know, so everyone can making a good contribution. It was good to see Tully Bevelacqua ended up with eight points yes. <laughs> at the end of the game, all in the last, probably... Well, not all in the last, because she no, got a couple from two. the charity strike. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's a, that was a nice way for her to break it. But um, So that was good. And I guess, you know, the scorers, obviously, Shelley Hammonds for Dandenong and for some support from um, both Ryan and Downey. Uh, and, you know, good contributions from some of their younger players, I thought... You know, they, they showed some good stuff. So that that's um, positive, as Dale said in his uh, post-game interview. You know, that's the positive to come out of this. Well, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. It's Simon Peters and yourself here next week for the minor semi-final on sportradio.com.au. The Capitals taking a big win in the end, 28 points, 88 to 60, over the Dandenong Rangers here at the AS Arena. On behalf of Michelle Hocking, I'm Craig Raffel, wishing you a very good afternoon.